I listen to the black guy who tips because Rod and Karen are hot. Heroin? As a nation, we've mostly forgotten about the devastation heroin wrought in urban America 50 years ago. When I talk in my law school classroom about the war on drugs, my students usually assume that I'm speaking about the response to crack, which ravaged black communities in the 1980s and 1990s. A few students have firsthand memories of the crack epidemic. The rest have either read about it or seen it represented in movies and said on t- and on TV. But when I tell them that heroin was to the 60s what crack was to the late 80s, I get blank stares. Their amnesia comes at a cost. Without taking heroin into account, one cannot understand African-American attitudes towards the drug war. Heroin had long troubled D.C. A 1955 government report called the city's drug problem serious and tragic and expensive and ominous. But by the late 1960s, what had been a problem became an epidemic heroin began to devour the city's poor black neighborhoods studies at the dc central detention facility commonly known as the dc jail revealed the extent of the crisis in the early to mid 1960s less than three percent of new inmates were addicted to heroin but beginning in 1967 the growth rate exploded tripling by 1968 then tripling again by february 1969 by june 1969 an astonishing 45 percent of men admitted to jail were addicts in the city itself the number of addicts rose from 5,000 in the early 1970 to 18,000 by christmas of that same year by 1971 there were about 15 times more heroin addicts in washington dc than in all of england god damn these addicts were overwhelmingly likely to be young black men many had dropped out of school the former urban league executive director whitney young warned that children as young as 11 or 12 were dying from heroin overdoses but the drug didn't simply destroy its users own lives each new addict was another person strung out unemployable and often desperate whose number one priority was securing the means to stay high a study of washington dc and three other cities found that the average heroin addict committed more than 300 crimes a year the devastation in these cities poor black communities took many forms as overdose deaths skyrocketed parents buried their children as fear of robberies and burglaries spread residents stayed home with doors and windows bolted shut as desperate young addicts resorted to stealing from their kin families were forced to turn against their own hey welcome to the black Tips podcast your host rod and Karen, and we're live on a saturday morning ready to talk about uh your feedback all the stuff that you had to say about the things that we had to say we appreciate everybody takes time out to leave feedback throughout the week whether it's five-star reviews whether it's comments on our website the black guy who tips.com whether it's votes in the polls on the website uh voicemails emails at the black tips at gmail.com all of that stuff um you know some of you guys take the time out to to give money you can go to the black tips.com look on the right hand side and there's a bunch of places where you can like give us money and stuff like that uh we appreciate everybody takes the time out to do that okay donations 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 okay we are into that come on donations uh matter of fact didn't we get a letter this week I don't think I had that letter that we got from the uh, post oh, office. We did. I, I go get it. All right. So, um, but yeah, people mailed us something, and Karen went and got the envelope out of the car. Um, so, 
um we got all that stuff uh and like i said voicemails they have to be two minutes or less 704-557-0186 is where you leave the voicemails we appreciate everybody takes the time out to do that um the official weapon of the show is a taser an unofficial sport football. a bullet ball extreme and the excerpt that i read today is from the same book from last time locking up our own by james foreman jr um and uh yeah i just think people should think about crime holistically and the solutions to crime holistically i know we're at a polarizing time where everyone's getting really caught up in a lot of rhetoric and a lot of like do this or you're a coon or if you feel you know i don't need to explain shit just do it Uh, and i think um in order to not repeat the mistakes of the past i think we need to know the past and yes in case you don't know you know this is a hopefully it's it's an eye-opening for me to read about the heroin epidemic and how it was really crack before crack you know i never knew that um i had heard about it before you know you see it every once in a while depicted in a movie or something but when you put the numbers to it like this and you're sitting there going 45 percent of the people in of the black men who were incarcerated in the dc just as just dc by the way right this the, is not as always happening today it's happening all across the country yeah the dc jail 45 percent of these men were addicts that were admitted that in this and the exponential growth of this you know three less than three percent of new inmates were addicted to heroin and then that you know by 1969 so you're talking the mid 1960s less than three percent it starts exploding in 1967 two years later 45 percent you know that, that goes to tell you how addictive it is and how much it was ravaging our community specifically right you see what this opioids does to white people opioids ain't nothing but the rebranded heroin right and but and, and now all of a sudden you know you want to have you want to change the laws you mm-hmm. want to have compassion oh all of a sudden there are people now but there were people before and uh heroin is one of those drugs that's so addictive the cure to the drug or not cure but the treatment for the drug is more drugs it's a different methadone they just try to get you off it's like less effective heroin they try to wing you off of it slowly and some people they're just like you're gonna be living with this forever you're gonna be doing methadone for the rest of your life you know um yeah just because the withdrawal for it is so painful people people die from the withdrawals like um and this is heroin and you know the thing i liked about this part is that he basically because it's right the amnesia essentially of this you we are not taught this in schools our parents and our families don't really talk about the heroin epidemic among black people and you know like you said you talk to a student they're gonna when you say drugs ravishing the black community first thing we think is crack yeah because that was my time it's the most recent one but it's also the one that was more in our pop culture we talked about it more as a community you couldn't avoid it you know um and so i think that these these type of things get lost to time and then when you hear about the average addict commits up to 300 crimes a year that's a lot 45 percent committing up to think about all those people 300 crimes a year think about how a neighborhood could feel terrorized right think about how a neighborhood might reach out and want policing demand it think about how what what we consider caring about the black community at that point becomes 
white people don't care about us because they're not locking up the offenders and keep in mind in many people's minds uh whether they were community leaders priests activists whatever many of them were saying well this isn't black people this is a small percentage of black people and if we get these people out of the community then the rest of us will thrive now of course we find out that's a you know that's not true right because racism is still out here right and at the end of the day you have to address the root of the problem which is the addiction yeah racism is still out here you know um which you know because the thing is they still care and that's the thing they cared about the community they was like well this is causing a problem we need to get rid of the people that's causing the problem but they're not like fuck them people you know some may have been but they probably were not like fuck them people they were like we just need to get you out of here we want you to get help mm-hmm. we don't want to disown you we don't want you to be separated from the community but you can't stay here right and then because of how racism works they weren't looking at addiction as a problem of i mean in the community they started out this way of course treatment uh getting people back within the community getting people to jobs things like this but white people don't see us that way so who runs these systems most of the time white people and for profit in a capitalistic america so you're talking about people that really were saying fuck these black people i don't care if they're if they're on drugs or not like they're in my jail now and i get certain amounts of money for that and uh solving this problem doesn't really bother me on a moral level because it's not my community right i don't feel a need to rehab these people and then get them back into the world like Mm. just throw them in jail and whatever happens to them doesn't matter you know um and for a lot of black people too um within the community there was the activism and the wokeness of that time was a lot of people turning against drug dealers you know a high high irony that in my lifetime many of the pop culture icons were glorified drug dealing yes you know considering that you know at that time it was persona non grata and it's in a lot of the media at the time a lot of black exploitation films it's getting the pimps and the pushes out of the hood you know that type of thing and to think that fast forward 30 years and you know all my favorite rappers are i sell drugs to the community you know um so what people thought was right at the time is interesting because they're not like the things that we thought were cool at the time the things that we thought were right at the time end up being the the same things that damn us later and and it keeps happening over and over i don't know that the current crop of ideas that are out there will necessarily fix anything Mm -hmm. or if they will fix things but cause different problems i mean everyone thought you know these were the solutions at the time jailing everybody and and getting the we get these people out the street then the rest will be fine and then we can concentrate on getting these people to to like come back around to society and and believe in themselves and stuff like that the 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 thing you have to start with here and this is the hardest thing for most people and um i i don't know what will ever be done by this but you have to start with the idea that what if the people who made these decisions did not have your worst interest in mind what if they didn't have bad intentions right if you nobody start, wants to think that if you start there then you don't when you're examining the history of some of these problems i feel i feel like you'll arrive at more fair conclusions i feel like a lot of people's conclusions are so unfair and it's what blinds us now to thinking that we're the righteous ones we we got it all figured out our solutions right. have no holes no flaws if they just would do this it would be easily solved but humanity is a rubik's cube you can't just flip it like that and then boom everything's over like it, it, you move one piece you're moving another uh you're moving 10 other pieces 
and there's going to be consequences for every move that you make and what are you willing to deal with you know yeah and it's hard for people to think too because you have you know it's a generational thing it's hard for the next generation to think that they're they think they're special every generation thinks they're special and every generation thinks that they are the first one to come up with these ideas and these ideas have never been thought up before or if they have now we have better technology if they have now you know there's these x y and z factors but at the end of the day racism is going to racism right and so no matter how much technology you have no matter how fast your computers are no matter how much intelligent us uh, assistance you have no matter how good your stats and statistics are it does not matter if people are not willing to look at them and and actually make the statistics matter and the laws and the policies and the procedures that they put in place because you've got to care about the people when, when you when, when you put these things in place yeah it's just uh, i don't know like i say I'm, I'm pragmatic and at the same time i'll try to be realistic and you know i still try to sneak in and be hopeful when i can too you know but there's just so much shit we've gone through that is not well documented research or taught and there's so many things solutions and things we've tried that end up getting co-opted or just you know they're they're impossible ideals for anyone to live up to any race of any kind and yet we're in such a precarious position that for us it's life or death all the time and we never know what is gonna work and what doesn't work and what and why it won't work so um but yeah to think you know we've been under police we've been over policed we've yes. been left to our own devices we've been fucking meddled with we've been we built our own communities from the ground up with this own economy and we've had it burned down and mm-hmm. we've had uh we've integrated and we've been uh tortured killed and oppressed uh for that like mm-hmm. we separated you know, and it's a problem too it's like it is a no-win situation the plight of blackness in america is just so fraught you know with drugs through drugs that have ravaged our community you know um pe- you know people that have sold drugs in our community like it's you know and then at the same time we're the only ones that had that passion for ourselves we're the only ones you know people will go what about black on black crime motherfucker we the only ones that care <laughs> yeah you've never been to a march started by another community trying to help solve black on black crime right. it's us you know like we just have so we are beset upon by on all sides and internally we fight and there's all kinds of stuff within within the group too you know like there's no there's no real solid unity because you know people don't feel unified uh, right and and the thing that very that frustrates me about when people say black on black crime across the board but particularly when black people say what about black on black crime i'm looking at them like you said we don't know when it cares and in your local community wherever you are most people don't even know there is some stop the stop the violence there is some form of that in your local community somewhere that's constantly marching constantly protesting constantly doing these things but you know what's not there white eyes and because white eyes are not there they're not pushing it in the media it's not in front of your face so to you quote unquote it looks like well we don't care until somebody gets shot in the street well those people are out there when people get shot in the street and nobody gives a fuck yeah google it again we've done it before on the show like you know google it if you care about black on black crime if google. you if you truly care yeah google google it and any fucking city in the world in in america it's gonna it's already a black organization that works on that so 
you know and then think why haven't i heard of this or, or, or organization before and also think to yourself why haven't you looked it up before why is it only when a cop kills a black person and you want a distraction that you start thinking about black on black crime and nobody does nothing about that like how about you, you people do do something about it but why don't you care unless you want to get a distraction from the police killing us right and the thing is i know for a lot of these organizations it has to be very very frustrating because these people are on the ground in these communities which mean they know the communities they know the streets they know the people i know it has to be frustrating for them when something major happens and you have this influx of people coming in the community a lot of times these places a lot of times they're underfunded they they can't do everything that they desire to do because they don't have the money then you have people on these outside sources come in literally take all the money that a lot of times should be going to these communities then leave with that money and these people are still stuck and they're not able to do the things that they need to do but the violence still happens and the last thing i'll say about that is uh police kill us and don't go to jail ever like so that's one of the reasons that you'll see a lot more people bringing that up because uh if someone kills a a black person up the street they normally end up in jail uh for doing that shit maybe not quote unquote long enough and punitive enough for some people but there's you know there's normally repercussions when we know who killed a black person and and they get you know like we know something happens to that black person but when it's a cop doesn't matter if they have it on video or not they normally do just fine butterfly in the sky i can go twice as high take a look it's in a book a reading rainbow i can go anywhere for friends to know and ways to grow a reading rainbow i can be It's in a book, a reading rainbow, a reading rainbow. All right, let's talk about the people who went to the website, theblackguywhotips.com, and donated to the show, okay? Donations. 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 Donations donations let's get into it play me in kirk i dedicate this song to recession depression and unemployment this song's for you today's a new day new day new pay let's talk about the people that took the time out to donate to the show tiffany b Thank you very much for your recurring donation. Charlotte Huang, Esquire. Please say the Esquire. Mm-hmm. Uh, Virginia P. Thank you so much. Jane M. We appreciate you, Jane. Lindsay B. Appreciate you. Jeff F. Palmetto Stone Magic. Alfonso M. Autumn W. David C. James C. Brichette R. Damien R. Bambi. Dr. Bambi, thank you very much. Yes. Nicola C. Got a one-time donation from Sabrina P. who says, Sending because Rod and Karen are hot. 
this is sabrina relatively new premium tipper and the lady from twitter that is attempting to buy black whenever possible the work that you two uh the two of you do means so much to me and i am channeling my best queen and jay play black women you can get it too in this too rod oh thank you very much thank you a very high compliment have a wonderful week stay safe and continue to bring the comedy and help us laugh through our pain we shall it's the only way oh, come on kevin w jason f donna n Kemp, uh, our girl falcons diva got a one-time donation from georgia m who says one day money will come as much as i and as fast as the sarcasm come on one day we all there for that one day until then i'm just gonna toss what i can into the offering plate love you guys you keep me sane snarky thank you snarky thank you baby we will catch it all and it's right on time thank you mm-hmm. you don't mind okay uh we got Derek lw and lastly felicity f that's everybody we appreciate y'all I smile, smile. It's so hard to look up when you look down. I show sure hate to see you give up now. You look so much better when you smile. For me. All right, let's get into this five star reviews. We got three of them. Uh, Yay! Um, let's see, huh? Uh, first one is they deserve the most exposure this is from brintelligence who says the talent this duo shows on a daily basis is unreal they are the best podcasters i'm sure of it and they record live every day i'm still not sure why they haven't got a radio deal or tv show deal you know why you know why because we are black i'm about to say look at us you can look at us and tell mm-hmm. i wear plaques in my hair mm-hmm. i think we all uh you know they're gonna not dim negroes you know, i think we know why we i mean that's a sense of right wrong. they know it's wrong to steal and burn down a cvs and an old person's home i mean come on come on so calling them thugs call just call them niggers just call them niggers that's why okay <laughs> um <laughs> oh wait they talk about black shit unapology unapologetically that's why um see you knew stop stop playing stop playing and give the morals their things all their things expeditiously thanks management brentel thanks brent thank you uh jenny jenin 1999 says my fave podcast i'm so guilty that my review is years late i love to hear Ryder karen speak on current issues and just shoot the breeze keep up the great work i am rooting for you thank you oh thank you baby you know what the guilt is gone you can come on down sit in the front row with the rest of the saints turn around and judge everybody else i'm trying i'm judging you until you leave a five-star review people say they hate new christians i say make them hate new donators and new mm-hmm. five-star reviewers and new mm-hmm. you know all the people that's leaving us the, the, the new five-star reviews y'all get to be the obnoxious like wow mm-hmm. Can't believe yeah. this. Fold your arms, toot mm-hmm. your nose up, and like, mm-mm-mm. I can't believe them sinners. Y'all still listening to this secular music? Like, mm-hmm. show up and say it. Judge. I, 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 we allow you to judge away like you've been here for years. We don't care when you get became a part of a club. You're a part of the club now. Always listening. Five stars says, aka AC underscore to my friends. 
this is a long overdue review for, for the best podcast out there <clears throat> step one five star review step two going premium thank you both for all your hard work thank you thank you hope you uh hope you made it to premium and i hope you're enjoying it okay mm-hmm. lots of good stuff over there okay uh let's see we got comments on the website all right um episode 2117 was called burn it all down my mom my mom was very inspired by this episode she texted me oh, and she, she was like yeah i don't care about them people's businesses they got insurance burn it all down i said yes mama that's what i'm talking about <laughs> and i said and then burn the kids too and the families and no, she was like no no, no, no that's too far i said no. i said you coon okay <laughs> i can't believe you wrote it. you text me and you not woke as me okay no. I, i'm burning all the children uh, the dogs no. too the pets Mm-mm everyone can get it no, up in their house you, you okay gone too far wow y'all are not y'all not black for the black freedom i see i'm I the only I'm one not. my third eye is closed i'm the only one on the podcast for black liberation apparently and the only one in my family that really truly believes in this i guess so that's sad to see mm-hmm. uh, yeah she said now i'm gonna have to kick your ass so we'll see how that works out thank <laughs> god she's practicing social distancing Oh, she can't get a hold of you. And, uh, you know, she had to whip it from six feet away. All right. (laughs) I'm I'm gonna, this is the first time I I appreciate the social distance. Um, anyway, we had comments. Miss Barnes72 says, I forgot to leave my feedback for last week. My bad. I've never went live on my Facebook or Instagram because there's nothing that is interesting that I would go live for. Before going live, I wish to God that there would be a prompt that asks if you are sure if you want to go live. I also wish there was a filter for those that do go live on Facebook and Instagram. I will never forget my cousin went live on Facebook at the hotel where she caught her husband cheating. What? <gasps> Just shit. I need to follow your cousin. <laughs> everything from knocking on the door he her trying to get in to see the side piece that her husband had to him shoving her out the room and slamming the door in her face i'm like no one wants to see this mess but (laughs) there it is for all of the internets to see don't let me get it on my high horse too much i had the video saved for my sister to see as she doesn't have facebook lol wow so you go live and like yeah i'm live what and then it turns into a then it turns into a debacle yeah there's stuff that happens sometimes on facebook and twitter and shit where you be like this is wrong i shouldn't even be looking at this all right click save ass you know but first let me send it to a friend on text and then we should both say we're wrong we shouldn't even be looking at this This is terrible uh but yeah that's crazy man um and on live it does have filters um i don't use them but i think you can use some of the filters like you know over your face kind of like snapchat and shit yeah and doesn't it ask you like when you click it don't just just go live don't it prompt you like i mean you have to for me i know you hit a button and then you you know turn it like you hit live on your post on the place where you make a new post then you got to hit live again so but i mean it's just look the thing you got to realize some people gonna hit it 12 times and still show you they husband cheating yeah because they don't care yeah they just don't care the way you care about it also why did arby's catch a stray i don't see arby sponsoring homophobia i don't see them making contributions to the grand cheetos campaign because i don't know about it ain't nobody there 
they don't yeah they don't have to listen when you have drug money you yeah. can't have it on. you the don't have books. no moral stances you can't have it on the books when you laundering drug money what you trying to do in this community you don't care we know it's from the streets i know that they probably using the heroin and crack money right right now funding they, arby's they, they don't care what you are as long as the drugs are blue right how you gonna try to act like oh they don't put it on the books oh you're telling me a place that has no customers but somehow had the money to buy little caesars doesn't have money on the books oh wow oh, oh wow so shocking ours is just sitting slicing roast beef making sandwiches minding this business then it caught us straight from you right you i must be with eve on this and support arby's go arby's <laughs> uh eve says for the record i hate burger king but arby's is still delicious uh what y'all agree i can't believe can't believe eve hates burger king and loves arby's but that should tell you a lot about how terrible burger king is mm-hmm. people that love arby's hate burger king what does that say about burger, burger king? king says a lot Mm-mm-mm. lakita says laugh my ass off these niggers are people rye got me hearing that shit whenever i see white people trying then i laugh i can't help it but overall i think it's great uh the poll was has a white person reached out to check on you in these times and so she talks about that per the poll i don't have any white friends unless you count colleagues who think we're friends as i right isn't that every black person every black person with a job around white people have the motherfucker at work that think y'all cool because they don't know shit about you like it's always superficial all we talk about is traffic sports and the weather we're not yeah. friends and if we talk about anything they're about we talk about your kids and your children we don't talk about mine yeah we are not friends okay as i told the chat i was in need of a desk and found one on craigslist she had to know i was black my name is lakita when i arrived with my best friend she the seller a white woman told us that she felt terribly about everything that's happening and asked if she could give us a hug <laughs> i gotta learn how to say no she hugged us like we were off the war uh not during the covid no thanks then told us she loved us nigga you don't know me when i went to pay her for the debt she handed it back to me and told me buy something else with it her husband and daughter put the desk in a friend's truck and we left oh wait hold up i take everything back you did right you got free you got free desk she was really sweet then when she when we went far enough away we started cracking up she did nothing wrong it's just odd that suddenly our blackness is a get free shit from whites card like they suddenly realize we're people we she texted me later saying that she hoped she get to see me again i thanked her again for the free desk nigga i will never see you again unless you got some more free shit i will never see you again this is not the, a relationship now my goodness y'all ever y'all ever had a white people act too guilty and then you'd be like who did you call nigger you know what i mean <laughs> we're like you are who too. did you spit on like what happened to bring about all of this i didn't need you to give me a whole free desk like what what kind of fucking confederate flag did you just take down before i walked in the door that made you feel like i need to cover my tracks get them off the scent you know i don't know it's like it's too like you swung too depending on the song too hard to our side but i don't blame you the white guilt is fantastic right now. you better get it while you can it's like a great groupon sale you know come on everybody got a sale flash sale till midnight racism everything half off of blacks come on you know keep the pressure on them too y'all keep bringing up anything they did Mm -hmm. okay i'm now even though i think it's petty i'm accepting a lot of these petty petty you know i don't appreciate this moments yeah me too yeah because even uber was like if you're a black owned business we are waving your fees Mm mm-hmm 
i'm like well welcome to the party uber eat uh static says for the uh oh the poll the poll was has a white person reached out to check on you in these times karen no okay the poll is yes no or i'm a white person who has reached out or i'm a white person who hasn't reached out okay 53 percent of our audience says yes a white person has reached out to them in these uncertain times wow that's a lot of blacks half of the audience wow 40 percent say no the whites have not reached out now that could just be that they know you well enough to know i don't need to be bothering this motherfucker or it could mean that you don't have no white friends right i am a white person who has reached out five percent now it's, it's not a lot of white people listening to our show so that's actually pretty high and two percent i'm a white person who hasn't reached out and i appreciate y'all keeping it real mm-hmm. okay because i don't want it <laughs> like do better without me i don't need no fucking apology uh static says it was my boss and i was sort of caught off guard because i was expecting him to talk about work shit he did seem genuine and to me it's better than that he cares and supports the movement i told him i appreciate him checking in but at the same time i don't want to be the black guy at work that's to explain racism to everyone right just thinking about it makes me tired so does all this double thinking uh so karen not even from work did you get anyone reaching out in these uncertain times okay Mm-mm. Mm-mm. katanya says uh or is it katanya katanya uh i had a couple white and brown although i know the poll didn't ask that however i thought it would be nice to add then uh friends reach out and i appreciate it one of them uh is one of my besties from when i worked in residence life he has always had my back since the day we met and he just wanted to make sure that i knew i could reach out to him if i needed to talk i have a tendency to self-isolate when i'm feeling negative emotions so it was really nice of him to reach out even in his reaching out he kept putting my feelings in the forefront and asking if i needed to reschedule or facetime call due to needing more space or if i didn't feel like being social at the moment another white person another white friend uh he was my first kiss back in college my parents didn't allow me to date middle and high school reached out which surprised me since he re- voted for trump I, oh man what was that like the first kiss the dude vote for trump like oh i can't imagine a head trip i'll be like i have let black people down with my kissing okay this man here did it didn't even work okay i feel like if, if, if you date a white person they gotta they gotta be liberal for the rest of their life regardless that's the rules once you go black you don't go back politically okay oh lord i take that back i did have one two two people check in on me oh okay but they were kind of like fans you know fans they were just caught you know we're just checking on you you know then you had then you're in the yes column and i thought about that i was like no 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 then i thought about that Mm -hmm. i was like yes you did kid it counts it counts it counts counts. And and i and i talked to them and i thanked them you know for actually you know just checking in and a lot of times they were like you don't even have to respond back like if you don't want to respond yeah. back you i'm it's no obligation i'll be feeling bad because like i don't want to discourage them because some other black person might need it but I, right i'll be wanting to just tell them like i didn't need this i'm good like you you don't need to do it like honestly don't do this <laughs> it's, it's not one of those things where it bothers or irritates me anything like that uh you know i'm just like it's almost like a shock or a surprise because i know for me i just kind of keep to myself i don't really bother nobody or anything like that so i was shocked and i was like okay you know and it's one of those things to where um 
I'm just glad that there are good, truly good, kind-hearted people out there. But it's different between those people and, like, somebody at work or somebody outside of, outside of that circle. I would look at them like they were crazy, like, the hell you contacted It's just so people? much, it's just so much white guilt capital out there in the world right now. And I know we need to take advantage of it, but I, I'm not, I don't like it. Particularly, I don't like taking advantage of it for myself. It's just not my thing. Oh, and that's fine, but particularly at work, because I'm like, mm-hmm. hey, nigga, we at work. Like, here is not the time nor the place to talk about it. No, I'm good um i've been keeping my distance during the text exchange he started he stated that he thought that the media was making racism be a bigger thing than it really is in today's society after citing a couple examples of systemic racism redlining property taxes used to fund school district and police brutality he seemed to understand how racism is more covert now when i brought up megan markle how megan markle was treated in the press when her and prince harry went public with their relationship especially with the almost out of compton headline it was nice to hear from him however the exchange also confirmed that it was the best that we did not enter into serious romantic relationship Mm -hmm. well not just that but like i would be a little mistrusting of that because i worry that you hit me up to soundboard your weird ass arguments off of and in this exchange it ended up with you working essentially because now you're educating this man on uh these now i'm not saying if you don't feel it was work it's not work but i'm just saying for me it would feel like work to then have to be like well now i'm talking about redlining and now i'm talking about this you know it's like uh the other version of the woke white person that i i really don't fuck with is the well i mean jesse jackson and al sharpton they're just race baiters right they're just making big deal out of nothing and a lot of times they're woke in every other area but i'm like no i now i have to do work Right, to tell right. you that these men are great men who have dedicated their entire lives to social justice and their forefathers of the movements that you see now so even when a black person disrespects them many of that much of that is through a lens of media attacks on them for 30 40 years so the even black people don't really understand and know what kind of work they've done and especially if you're indoctrinated into whiteness you've learned to not like them you know right, right. the same thing happened with me with gloria Allred like i learned to not like her without thinking about it it was very subconscious but then when i started reading up and seeing stuff about her, i was like why the fuck did i was i told to roll my eyes whenever her name came up she's been fighting for victims her whole fucking life correct and i and, I, and also i think for me um and the people that did reach out to me it, it wasn't like an educational thing so which which is completely different than you than somebody contacted you and and they're actually uh wanting to pull information out of you you know it was a true a how you doing yeah but like i said i'm not i don't i don't want you to feel uptight about like i'm not accusing white people of doing Mm -hmm. something i don't care um i'm i literally don't care you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. i don't care if they do it i don't care if they don't do it i'm not one of the black people that oh, need yeah. it yeah yeah i was but fine different, either way different yeah. black people need different shit and i want to recognize that because i don't want to make black people feel bad or weak mm-hmm. because they felt like i need to be acknowledged from the white people in my life that they understand that i'm going through something different than them right and it's because of my race and i've I've seen people knocking folks for fulfilling that mm-hmm. and i'm not gonna knock you Mm-mm. i i i don't share it but that doesn't make me better in or anything it's just right, different right you know i got like some of us process shit differently and there's space for all of that mm-hmm. dd says nary a white person has reached out to check on me and that's solely because i don't talk to or keep white people as friends hashtag winning besides white folks check on checking on me specifically would do nothing for me and my community as a whole 
yeah i mean i hear you white people do buy drinks though i do miss that they are quick as fuck to buy the whole just i don't know why mm-hmm. yeah There's like nothing a, and, better than buying you a drink yeah and uh i remember i think it was roger's birthday uh the one of the places we love to go to the uh dude who normally bartends when we used to go for lunch was bartending for uh din- for dinner and he didn't know it was Roger's birthday. We went. Now, he was so happy to see us. He actually gave us our drinks free. Mm-hmm. They just love it. I don't mm-hmm. know. Uh, Allegra says, nope, but mainly because the few white people that are close to me are pretty much ride or die and they know better. When they do check on me, it's a normal ass Tuesday and we haven't talked for a minute. Alicia says, okay, so y'all gonna stop hating on Burger King. Oh, God, here we go. One of the Burger King truthers. What has Burger King ever done to you? The Whopper is the shit. Me and my son be tearing it up. Well, before I went on the diet, and the nuggets are actually good. I love Burger King, and the one by my house uh, stay with a line. Humph. They stay with a line because they have terrible service. <laughs> Burger, King, the, Burger King has to make everything the second you order it because they don't actually sell food. So there's never there's never a need to pre-make a whopper because hey it might be three four hours before we sell this shit so just only start cooking when the person orders it i i know i've waited 30 minutes to get my food before from burger king we have waited before like you're not gonna fool me y'all y'all always trying to gaslight somebody into liking these shitty ass franchises and i won't stand for it okay i just need y'all to be honest with yourselves there's never a line for arby's there's just a long wait there's a difference there's never a line for burger king it's just a long wait it's a different i've never seen a lobby full of people because oh like when popeyes had the chicken sandwich that's a lobby full of people because they can't keep up with the with the people that are ordering so much yeah but there's never a line for burger king because of that it's a line because the service is shitty anyway i hope you get paid alicia alicia burger king i know you work there alicia king mm-hmm. alicia king out here selling burgers <laughs> not gonna trick the black community into eating that stuff alicia <laughs> not on my watch uh amira says nope and i don't want it i want black people to reach out to me because we understand this pain why look for sympathy and validation from someone who has to learn that black people are murdered and maimed from a viral video many black people know that police brutality and other facets of white supremacy are real things that interfere with our lives and a random person slash friend asking are you okay how can i help is shallow and the most unhelpful for me i personally think that many of the black people that are asking for white people to check up on them might live in spaces where they get little face-to-face interaction from other black people that can comfort them and validate their feelings so they need to ask non-black people to do so which is sad and you end up talking to a brick wall that doesn't understand because we will never they will never have this experience i personally don't have white friends because i grew up learning black history in pan-african schools from grades k through eight when Amer- then american history in high school so high key i thought all the whites were the kkk adjusted until proven otherwise lol i think people want to preserve relationships they have had in their lifetimes in which that now they are seeing might not serve them in the long run it's a sad thing but it's part of this progression that people want not everyone's going to progress with us that's a very thoughtful uh response amir i will say um yeah it could be that people were more surrounded by more of whiteness because you know it's kind of a privilege to do what you did Mm -hmm. to be taught how you were taught and most of us were not you know especially that young k through eight um there's a lot of people that just don't have that social circle around them 
to be insulated in times right. like this and then also it reminds me of an article we covered a long time ago it was about um black kids at an ivy league school and how they were dealing with racism and they made a video and the right ra- and the video was like you know all these microaggressions you know like oh are you from africa what part of africa are you from or you know your name sounds weird and it was all these things that for me personally because i haven't experienced too much of that at first my first response is just laugh it off like the what these aren't even problems this isn't even like real racism like you know i'm thinking of you know like someone putting their hands on you someone calling you the n-word things like this right but i remember either the same episode as we talked about it or the feedback show when we talked about it i remember being coming around and being like wait i'm tripping okay this is the fight that they have to fight where they are at so what so what is the solution they can't complain because they're black at the ivy league school that that makes no sense and if their fight is not going to look dissimilar to mine like if their fight isn't take down this confederate statue but their fight is um you know uh uh this teacher keeps referring to uh black kids by certain you know certain things or whatever then that's cool you know if if your t- if your school classmate thinks it's funny to say you're one of the good ones and you want to tell them that that's not okay who the fuck am i to be like but that's not a real problem it's a real problem for you so i say that to say if people have a lot of white folks in their lives and they feeling like disrespected or they're feeling like these white people aren't stepping up enough or they're not saying enough that's the fight they have to fight and i can see why they would be like yeah say something or i'm not fucking with you so reach out to me and i also want to see this on your social media and in your life that you support my life yeah and also i think for uh a lot of people their uh proximity to whiteness these things happen to them these these things happen to everybody kind of across the board right but these things happen to them on a very consistent basis and the the that shit which you know a lot of people be like that's quote-unquote not a big deal everybody has to deal with that shit mm-hmm. but the sad part is that most people who's dealt with it you know and i'm not complaining but like it's it, i i deal with deeper shit it's sad that we just deal with it they're like no i'm not gonna deal with it and i'm address it because most white people do that shit right those small micro pinpointing you can't tie it down it's quote-unquote nebulous it hadn't really formed they do that shit and in order because that that small shit turns into the larger shit and Mm -hmm. so you have to fix the small things and nip it in the bud before it becomes something big and i know if i had a closer proximity to whiteness i would probably feel the same way right um so yeah but i i can understand sean says i'm a white guy and i checked on it for the pandemic but not for this those that i care for know i'm here if they need me i feel that my, me calling at this time would be more of a burden than a comfort yeah only you know the people in your life you know Brittany mccord uh Brittany m sorry says uh people from elementary school are checking in on me and I, yeah that's the ones that are weird to me it's like i don't talk to you in the first place i would never expect you to to do something you know yeah and that's the thing i don't want an expectation right also this girl from grad school that my roommate's best friend was friends with i kind of knew her but i kind of wonder if she is getting us confused lol it's been weird yeah 
uh layla says two snaps and a twist i hate this channeling my inner men on film protesting tees don't check on me check on your people because i'm waiting on a karen to approach me uh there was a situation here well in south holland illinois nothing but blacks in this suburb the fuck she thought uh and it's an instagram i appreciate the allyism i just hope it's sincere and not done because it's trending yeah I, I think a lot of this stuff we're seeing right now is because it's just a moment and this is people hopping on the bandwagon and we'll see what remains afterwards that's why i'm just encouraging black people to seize everything they can get now because i don't expect this goodwill to last forever and mm-hmm. um when it's gone it's gone so hopefully if you wanted that promotion if you if a motherfucker you called you the n-word in third grade get they ass now you better uh miss barnes says oh my god my former manager had a how are you doing meeting with all of the black folks in this store while some of my friends are okay with it others were like what the fuck is the, this pretend hippie doing it's a lot and the sad part is that there's no formal way to do this me on the other hand i have reached out to my friends of color to ask how they are doing and we are all tired we are all beat up from life and just in need of a church hug yeah I, it's just an interesting time man I, I, yeah, and everybody kind of deals with different it's one of those things where there's no protocol for white people to handle this so they handle it all types of ways some appropriate some not appropriate and the problem is every black person is different so mm-hmm. for a lot of people they were like okay i'm glad you check i'm glad you care for some people they was like the fuck is this i'm at work fuck they're getting this. a lot of mixed information right because we're all different right so this is kind of weird um hold on all right uh the next episode was 2118 it was black lives matter we're joined by a comedian actor roy wood jr uh not a lot of comments i always feel weird about these episodes because we get a good guest everyone's going crazy on twitter they love it everyone's in our facebook oh this is the best look <laughs> but then when i go to the comments nobody ever says anything i'm always like because they so. they enjoyed it like I, I, I and and i think for me i I don't know i i'm like it's as long as it is expressed mm-hmm. you know like so for me if you express it online a lot of people go well i didn't really disagree or there was nothing that i needed to add to the conversation so yeah, it's, it's, yeah this is not me knocking the audience or anything it's just always weird to me because ah, like okay. anytime we have a really good guest and i think for like all oh, these conversations are so great you know you would think it would be the opposite everyone would want to get in on the conversation but it's always this way where people are like i loved it anyway moving to the next episode uh, it's almost <laughs> like when we don't have a guest the audience feels themselves in as the guest and they then do. when we do have a guest they're like well everything was said you know yeah you had a guest i don't need to add to the conversation d ramsey says five stars listen to you guys with roy wood jr if drew Brees left his wife for regina king i would fix his plate and regina's yeah yeah he might be able to get to the cookout well now he knows what he needs to do uh the poll was do you think kaepernick will ever be an nfl quarterback again yes or never kern never 83 percent of the black audience agrees with karen he will never be a quarterback again 17 percent say yes and i currently am in the 17 percent guys i think he can be a quarterback again they're they gonna have to prove me wrong never. i know i know you blacks need to protect yourselves in case you're wrong i mean i could easily be wrong i get it i'm not you know i'm not flawless but i don't know maybe i'm just feeling a little bit more hopeful lately seeing all these whites in the streets trying to 
fight for our rights and shit you know it's working on me too y'all they put the uh, black lives matter on the thing they taking confederate signs down from the motherfucking nascar come on. i'm like why can't he have a job Kicking over statues. maybe i was wrong uh <laughs> and says i think he will come back for one season and leave with a big emotional send-off mm, like a retirement tour or will he know that's the thing <laughs> will he know he about to get a send-off <laughs> will he know <laughs> oh man you laugh because it's terrible layla says i don't think so if he's still making a stink about it it'll probably be because of the principality of it he got a settlement he donated his million like he said he was going to do i'm sure he ain't losing no sleep to me i hope he is feeling like the nfl is that girl he's been trying to smash for five years and then when she finally decided to fuck he ain't as excited and just and just do it uh and just do it to do it Mm. yeah i don't know i feel like we're now at a point where you can't be like it's because he kneeling because all these niggas gonna be kneeling when they get back it's gonna be the opposite nigga they, you ain't kneeling but they fisting in everything uh episode 2119 was black supremacist uh and says so i heard your comments about my burger king choices like and you have to stop okay it's the the amount of burger king love <laughs> this is not a burger king podcast they don't sponsor us <laughs> all right it's enough it's enough you like microwave burgers <laughs> fine so i heard your comments about my burger king choices last week just wanted to add that i went there for the price and the quick service too there was a subway that i also could walk to but the sale just took longer to make i know that because uh it doesn't make a difference but i had to share this because i only bring my lunch from home now yes i still go to work these days no work from home for me oh you were just trying to quit yourself okay i see what you're saying okay all right all right i hear you uh the poll is have you ever stabbed anyone at work yes no or i plead the fifth karen no all right 84 percent of our audience have not stabbed anyone at work 84 <laughs> percent what happened to the other percentage they out here stabbing people 11 percent plead the fifth okay they are not gonna tell they they will they will not confirm nor deny it but keep in mind pleading the fifth is an admission of guilt essentially in the court of law but okay i see you player and five percent say yes they have stabbed somebody at work i hope it was my accident cheyenne says yes but only in a playful way that doesn't count cheyenne i'm talking real stabs okay so that's one less vote for yes <laughs> kim says i never stabbed anyone but in my head i've shot a few on many occasions either in my head or on the spot where a heart should reside but obviously doesn't well kim you might want to holler at some uh therapist or something I, is this how workplace shooting start i don't yeah hopefully you're <laughs> looking for a different job i don't want you to have to kill nobody only at work. working from home so you don't have to deal with that okay kim we care about you over here at the blackout we, we don't want to see you know happen want you to, you, to be safe baby Mm-mm blue cat says yes with my tongue first of all if you saw the yes in this poll you can go straight to hell blue cat this is science you know i'm doing a scientific study about people being stabbed with sharp objects like knives and scissors and swords and shit and you and your tongue is not one of those things kim doc says stab somebody someone else no nearly stabbed myself on multiple occasions more times than i can count your heart starts beating out your chest when any near accident or safety issue in the chemistry lab even if you're careful you got injured you can get injured wait what what who the fuck is stabbing people at a chemistry lab 
why i thought you was gonna be like i, I work in the fucking like psychiatric ward or some shit and the people get a hold of things i'm pretty sure they they did it with some i guess some sharp shit nearly stabbed oh nearly stabbed myself oh i know what you mean not nearly i was nearly stabbed myself she means i like maybe with a with a needle or something i've nearly stabbed myself with some fucking chemicals or some shit and turned to the hulk or <laughs> spider-man right okay all right i feel you on that all right my bad i man i get a little defensive about my pose i'm sorry y'all why is terry cruz so toxic why did black why did black women ever what did black women ever do to him i hope gabby has nbc unload the brinks truck fast trash um yeah i I don't know what happened with terry man i don't know i mean honestly man most black men period are not prepared to be in that black twitter sphere of feminism that was supporting him and i would feel like almost any black dude would eventually be very disappointing to the black women that support him because i mean it's you're still a black dude you still have a lot of privilege within that space and um the support is very rarely reciprocal and in many cases it can't truly ever be reciprocated uh in a 100 percent way um so a lot of these dudes would have let y'all down even if they didn't intend to um and i don't think he intended to let black women down but that's what happened that being said um there's just also the fact that the dude is like he he really was not supposed to be put on that pedestal in a weird way it's like him and the black women on twitter that were really supportive of him and a lot of the white women too by the way that were really supportive of him kind of needed each other in a sin in a in a weird way it's like they needed a man to be like if it can happen to him will y'all stop saying it's our fault for what we wear and where we go and shit they did it to this dude in public at a party and he really couldn't do shit without losing his whole career great example and of course you know he was glommed onto it because he was not being supported by black men or and definitely not his white male friends because many of them stopped fucking with him over this because the person he was suing was a powerful agent and shit so he needed a someone to have his back and a lot of time in a, in a way black women specifically filled that void and then it made it okay for his white woman co-workers and stuff like that to start filling that void too but that being said had he done any real examination and work of himself has he you know does he even know much about the belief system of people that support him like i know he's a very christian man like does has he examined his christian beliefs and uh how that shit plays with the people that support him you know when you start you know i know he's very into male and female make the man make the baby and you need the man and black fathers and black men and stuff and um uh, that doesn't play well with those people Mm -mm. you know um and i you know like i'm I, i feel empathy for a lot of people but um i think a lot of these people get in over their heads hopping in this internet shit without reading anything without studying anybody they just fucking just welcome the support like you don't actually go here like you might want you you might want to like read some of these links they send you rather than just retweet and be like thanks sister you know and i think that's what fucked everything up for him it went to his head and then this is who he really is you know 
um because he i'm sure it, in the circles he runs in that black supremacist shit is deep it's as deep as his multivitamins where the black the man gives vitamins and the woman gives vitamins it's, it's deep as hell in them circles but twitter ain't them circles that shit ain't deep at all no uh miss barnes says in my head many a motherfucker has bit the dust in one form or another my shit list stays upgraded every month Mm-mm-mm-mm. well don't stab nobody at work okay we we just want the best for y'all i don't want none of y'all have to go to prison right um but yeah uh and i don't even know that it's a black woman that hurt terry cruz that's the other thing i think he just might not be a supportive dude in the way that people thought he would be right you know a lot of black men take advantage of that take it for granted like black women gonna support me no matter what i do so anyway you know and then they just go out and live their lives without black women in mind you know and meanwhile we see what happens the other way like with black women if if they uh start expressing shit that doesn't sound supportive of black men they get accused of being like fucking over the whole black community you know so it's just it's just a lot of privilege at at play and shit was moving way too fast for a dude like that uh episode 2120 was refund the police we got some comments b star says there has to be audio of black people grilling that you can play before the cookout segment love the show i'm sure there is somewhere but you know just like i just like playing the music you know Mm -hmm. sarah says i found this episode really impactful especially your conversation about forgiveness the 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 momentum this is the momentum to release non. oh wait hold on the momentum to release nonviolent drug offenders but the majority of prisons are charged with violent yes the momentum there is momentum to release nonviolent drug offenders they talk about this in the book as well in lock uh it up our own but the majority of prisoners are charged with a violent crime sometimes through the wonkiness of the definition of violence right mm-hmm. so like you can commit a crime that's actually nonviolent, but if you're a felon with a gun on you that shit counts as violent um you know stuff like that if you point a pistol at somebody that counts as violence that's assault so so like you know some of this stuff that you go this is a non-violent technically they are a non-violent offender they didn't shoot anybody they didn't whatever but the law says that's a violent offense so you get that extra period of crime yes and then when the leniency comes through the drug through the, the criminal justice system they skip over you even though you've never actually harmed anyone with any physical violence right um if we want real prison reform that would mean shorter sentences for violent offenders yeah and see this is the thing they skip past this stuff because no one wants to talk about the ickiness of we're gonna have a more lenient thing that might mean that a man who is stalking someone is back on the streets even faster than they are now you know it might you know there might be people who don't buy into this system the first second third fourth fifth tenth time just the same way it happens now like people aren't going to just change overnight they're talking Mm -hmm. about a long-term commitment yes and i think because they don't want to say these icky parts in a lot of cases that they then turn people off because people want answers yes and i think you're also going to lose momentum because even if you can implement these things and you have people out here thinking they're going to get quick solutions and every the system's going to be fixed when they run into problems in the new systems they're just going to be like well i want the old system back fuck this shit 
because i know it worked right well not even that it worked it didn't really work no it didn't it's broken work. i know how it works they but they understood how yes. and why and they will run back for the terrible comfort of something horrible than for the icky uncertainness of something new especially something new that you're not really teaching them shit about like mm-hmm. when they ask a question you just shame them for asking a question when they go um well what about this specific scenario and all the only thing you can say is i'm concerned about that too that's not good enough for a lot of people and i don't give a fuck you didn't answer my question right and you know they're not stupid people aren't stupid they're gonna pick up on this so i think you might have to tell them the tough answer of we don't know or you know what this person might really be on the streets and be able to kill people they you know in our new world we're gonna hope that investing in schools and da 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 changes a lot of people and reformat it but yeah we we don't really necessarily have a plan for the killers and the rapists maybe we'll they figure get, it out as we go maybe we'll come up with something new we don't know right and they get out on the streets a lot of times quick anyway yeah and I, and it's weird because they're willing to sacrifice their argument on this purity moral stance uh over the really a select few individuals who are the like i'm i refuse to participate in society without abusing other people they're like they were gonna lose their entire fucking footing of the argument just because of them it's stupid to me just sacrifice them then like that's the sometimes you have to be like look that kind of nigga has to go to jail i don't have a better solution than that they have to be separated you from know society. and in our world jail won't look like the jail it is now so hopefully that's more- that version of jail might help them better than the the jails we have now something like that would be that much is understandable i will right. roll with you if you give me that answer but this hemming and this hauling this i'm concerned about rape right. too okay bitch answer the question but then you lose the kind of uh, the higher moral ground of in my world there is no jail and everyone just gets along and we all drink gummy bear juice and we skip like you lose that argument but i think that's also because a lot of these arguments are happening online and they're happening in theoretical spaces and you know you don't need to have a solution in theory you can just kind of be like whatever it is imagine anything and and they, and, 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 they, and it's like i i'm just trying to help i that right that answer right there is not going to get people on board no because i live in reality i'm not trying to imagine i want answers you know like it's not you know the idea is that the system will work better i think everyone can agree this we can find a better system i don't think you're gonna find everybody that agrees with um you know that the solution this solution will work for everyone right because no matter what you put in place it does not work for everyone yeah and i and at the core of this is a society that has to be willing to forgive which is something that everyone apparently it thinks is whack right now come on you you know like you know what you know what <laughs> i'm not saying this to be uh trolling i'm not saying this to be inflammatory but i fucking mean it you want to know what prison reform sentencing reform or abolition of prison abolition of this uh punitive justice system that's about punishing people you want to know what it looks like it looks like hugging amber geiger in court Mm mm-hmm and people lost their motherfucking minds it looks like that that's what it looks like it looks like a system that sees people as human enough to say you did a thing that was terrible but we don't believe that makes you terrible or terrible forever right and we believe in your rehabilitation and right now as a black person i feel jealous of 
the fact that she gets to be seen as human and in a better system everyone gets to be seen as human but it doesn't the thing is it would not stop for just us and that's and that's this, where people don't yeah. understand it will go against racist people too y'all i hope y'all realize that this is not like, a only black thing right like it's not punitive for the cops and then but not punitive for the people that sell drugs it's gonna be not punitive for everyone in the system it's gonna be not punitive for D- dylan roof right it's gonna be not punitive so is are we able to let that go will we be able to say yes they sentenced amber geiger but only the two years or they or she's just out in the community doing community service because the truth of the matter is she is very unlikely to commit a crime like that again right are we willing to say because hey look in this system my cousin that robbed a bank comes home a lot faster and amber geiger comes home a lot faster right i don't know that that's i don't know that that's real i think people what we feel now is that a system is on the necks of black people so we want we want it off the necks right but i don't know if we feel like we want it off the necks of everybody and i would like to see that completely fleshed out let's let's find out you know uh but yeah uh i feel i have come to i've come to peace with that yeah if we want real prison reform that will mean shorter sentences for violent offenders i feel i have to come to peace with that especially when you're the person uh when the person is under 25 though i do still bristle at the thought of forgiving sexual offenders thank you very much for your well thought out conversation yeah and i've re- i've read books about that too uh uh conflict is not abuse uh locking up our own of course um but you're talking about people needing to we need to as a society see that a person that is a pedophile or serial sexual offender is still a human being that is sick but needs to doesn't need to be in prison and needs to be rehabilitated and should be on the same streets that we are and not necessarily be restricted too punitively i don't know that the world's that radical i don't know that people are that radical i don't know that they hate the police that much right i don't know that they hate prison that much as fucked up as prison and police are correct so the question becomes how do you get them on your side and i'm like it's not gonna come from just laughing at them and saying Mm -hmm. why would you even ask that question you stupid you think i'm not concerned about pedophiles and they just blah 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 word salad you ain't about to win nobody over with that Mm -mm. particularly people are listening to your words because words mean things and i've actually been very open and i've actually been listening to all these conversations with all these new words and terminology and i've been trying to figure out and every time we get down to the nitty-gritty of of it i i get a yada 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 and i get infuriated because i was like well you know you're not answering any of the questions that are relevant yeah unfortunately i think what we'll find out in the next uh however long that this conversation is going i think well i'm you know i'm not afraid of it personally but i i i I understand people's fear of it but i think the truth is uh we're gonna find out that what a lot of black people actually want from the criminal justice system is to treat us the way they treat white people correct and i don't mean that in the pejorative like because we just want white supremacy for ourselves i don't Mm -hmm. mean it like that i just mean that they really are like i want you to do the job that you do for white people that's it they asked uh alexandria ocasio cortez what um defund the police looks like on our instagram and she said it looks like a suburb and people go what does that mean and she's like less police presence 
they're there to protect and serve they're doing their jobs in the community they're not there to lock people up pulling over people every five seconds like it just looks like what we already have a lot of places and you don't need a fucking tank to do that you don't need a lot of money to do that you don't need 45 officers showing up to do that you know there's not no no there's no no knocking warrants in fucking valentine i know y'all ain't from here so that makes no reference but pick fill in your own part of your city that the 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 people with Mm -hmm. some some money and white people live it's not they don't no knock and warrant valentine you know what i mean when they do they don't kill anybody they don't shoot up the place um so that's something that people could understand yes that's something they could get behind you know that's why half this country doesn't more than half this country doesn't think police are quote unquote bad it's because they aren't bad to everybody Mm-mm. you know it's like a man that treats you fine but then you find out he's fucked up towards other people right that's what white people are doing right now where they're like you know um randy uh you know he used to be a pimp it's like what randy no we we've, we've been dating for three years it's like here's his facebook this nigga be pimping i don't know what to tell you he's slapping women here's him you know in a car in a cadillac with some uh high heel fish uh platform shoes this nigga is a pimp and it's hard for white people to even grasp because they like but they don't pimp me that's what that's the discussion right now and so i think what people are saying is do away with the pimp right (laughs) like like do away kill randy is what everybody's saying and i think what's gonna happen is we're never gonna kill randy that's my belief i think america will always hold on to policing and all this shit prison but i do think what what they're hoping for is like well can you get randy to treat everybody the way he treats you and 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 i'll for for me personally now i am fine with that yeah i i understand that there's a purpose for it for police officers in my mind all i ask is that i'm able to ride around without fitting the description uh, all i ask is that if i get pulled over for a violation i blink my eyes and there's 45 people around me that's all i ask um and the thing is for most black people that's all they ask most black people don't want this radical uh change you do have people to do but most people don't want this radical change because if you have this radical change then you have questions is what do you do without this system and what do you do when people decide fuck it because there's no system in place the problem becomes and this is you know this is where i kind of understand and and side with the pollution the abolitionists and the defund the police i mean i definitely stand with defund the police period but um what if randy can't he's incapable of treating everybody the way he treats you right and that's what we're seeing think about what we're seeing right now police are under more scrutiny than ever everything is filmed every we see every fucking thing now body cameras every restaurant got some type of cctv every person has a fucking phone in their pocket that can broadcast to the world and they're still beating protesters and they're still killing black people another one got killed at uh in atlanta today at a wendy's or some 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 restaurant drive-through um and it was caught on camera the police chief in atlanta she resigned today they know they're being watched they just pull two kids out of a um in a college out of a car and four officers got in trouble and all this stuff what if they can't stop you see what i'm saying so that's why people are like abolition fuck them start over like like none imagine brand new solutions that's why people are definitely like defund 
that's where it's coming from but i think everything you said was was right is that most people are not there yet and you have pe- to get me there like like right. i can change i'm i'm i'll look aside. i can change but you got to get me there right. you can't turn around and, t- and and be like defund and i'm like okay if a crime happens then fuck what right not right. to me funny i i don't give i don't give a fuck about your your, your board or your community who's going to enforce these laws who's going to say if you do this somebody needs to be able to come in and make it go forward it can't be like my mima and them and if somebody be like fuck your me my and them i got guns what are you gonna do these are valid questions to me yeah and so i feel like look you um you the only thing you can do is is try to educate people it's not gonna come from yelling at them it's not gonna come from trying to make them feel stupid about the shit right especially if your whole point is i'm saving the community then you got to get the community on board if not then you're gonna find out what the community really wants it's not what you telling everybody they want Mm-mm. um so hopefully we'll see man i like i said this is a great time of change i'm very optimistic i'm very hopeful uh i know minneapolis is doing some things right now that i never thought i'd see in my lifetime so you know i i hope i hope everyone does surprise me and and we find some different solutions because i know for a fact this shit ain't working and and i agree and and i i lean more towards defund and redistributing the money i i like like yeah that that that, now that part i can my my mind can wrap around that yeah i I mean honestly i i you know uh, it's, it's weird you have to put a caveat between this shit but you know i i i think it's kind of understood that most people understand there's a function of policing that you know theoretically works and and is needed Mm -hmm. but an execution is fucking terrible so you know so what am i gonna do defend your terrible job i'm not Mm -mm. you know i didn't kill no black people i'm not about to fucking hop in front of this bullet for you not none of these puns and trying to be funny they just sound that way but yeah i'm not doing any of that for you like y'all the ones that can't stop killing us for fuck i look like defending your shit right and and the thing is uh somebody say reallocate i think that when you say defund a lot of people bristle up i think language means things if they was like we want to reallocate a lot of people like okay yeah yeah i understand Well, i was talking to randolph terrace today and uh the other guys at three gone uh you know uh andy and tim and my thing was like why do like people always go liberals are terrible at you know coming up with these slogans and these simple ideas to sell to everybody and nobody can understand it and you know they always fucked up so they come up with defund the police and abolish the police two pretty simple things and then we start examining them almost neither of them are one are so solidly defined as one thing right and the thing with people on the left is that they're thinkers Yes. unlike the people on the right who are so evil and vile they will they push simplify. all thought aside yes because you know what they didn't ask what this means defund planned parenthood they don't care what it means Mm-mm. they know that it hurts planned parenthood and planned parenthood is the enemy to them right so they support defunding planned parenthood period they don't give a yeah. fuck well, they didn't go don't you mean abolish they just said oh yeah yeah we'll do that and we'll figure out what it means on the way but we right. hashtag defund plan what liberal people they're like what do this defund me and so instead of them getting into like well this is what it means this is how we're gonna go about it they start going you stupid motherfucker you must not you must love the police or whatever and it's like a big ass argument and it's everything except what the fuck it started out as right and even within that context you got a lot of people being like well defunding looks like this to me defunding looks like that to me and then some other asshole jumps off the top rope and goes fuck you that's not what we want we want abolition 
abolition abolish the police well what does that mean well about abolition looks like this and we can start building a new system and another person says no when i say abolition i mean abolition ain't no new system fuck the police fuck all this shit we could do it ourselves you know and so you have all this fighting over here but maybe the truth is there are no three word slogans that can define something as complicated as how society deals with infractions upon the personhood of other people how we deal with that shit is not something that should be a post on a poster like it might just need to be smart people sitting in a room figuring this shit out communities meeting figuring this shit out maybe it's not gonna be something that goes on a goddamn t-shirt you know and i think that's the stuff that 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 people get exhausted by but it's like that's the truth it's gonna be a lot of talking and a bunch of figuring shit out on the fly it's not it's not gonna be as simple as as it is now because it ain't pretty a lot of the marches and a lot of the protests that a lot of of the woke people ooh and ah and drool over that shit was messy i hope people didn't think that they just came up with this shit overnight and boycotted for months and sometimes years they fought they fell out everybody had ideas they scratched they started over again like this is a part of the process uh all right we had a poll the poll was white people washing black feet for black lives matter yes no or i don't care either way can i don't care all right 35 percent of the audience does not care either way um i think i'm in the 35 percent too uh yes 12 percent say yes washing them feet now i need that and 53 percent say no they did not like that uh let's see rebecca says all the episodes you put out this week were on point the intercepts latest podcast goes into quite a bit of depth about the history about prison abolition uh and police reform and it's hosted by our favorite from uncivil uh chinjirai uh come uh, i'm gonna fuck this name up mm-hmm. kamaika um, i love uncivil me too uh that that dude he be he be be uh you'd be taking it to him mm-hmm. why the fuck that show take us so long to come back right i can't wait for that show to come back worth the listen earlier in the week rye you were talking about how you don't feel creative during this time boy do i feel you there i find myself playing more video games than ever to escape this hell we're living in rather than my creative hobby of bread of beating oh what games you playing oh wait you can't answer that karen the best the best use i found for a crown royal bag is for my monthly products when i'm on the go i started using bags in this manner when i was a bartender years ago seems men can can't handle seeing feminine products when drunk and since my boss wouldn't let us keep our purses and bags behind the bar with us i had to resort to something inconspicuous and keep it in my tip jar uh as a woman whose mother did not bless her with light monthlies i can attest it holds all the products anyway great shows this week you too thank you for all your wonderful food for thought sincerely rebecca m thank you rebecca yeah and shit like that make you mad because only a man will make a rule you can't bring your purse up here bitch you don't carry one what the fuck you talking about you don't have periods sir shut the fuck up uh brie says why would i trust a white person to wash my feet when they don't wash their own brooklyn shube says listen white people out here doing way too much i don't want them washing my feet i don't want no apologies i don't want their gifts i don't want their shame i don't want them wearing slave chains to feel my pain i want them to check their racist friends i want them to vote and vote in our best interest i want them to use their privilege to change the world be anti-racist like they love rescuing dogs use their caring power to recognize and challenge systemic racism talk to the manager of racism you know lol karen's will get shit done you want 
you want you know you get what i'm saying words without action is just words pass on pass me on by with that shit once i did attend a thursday church service the day before good friday we washed each other's feet jesus was the son of god and was his disciples teacher and he washed feet their feet it was very humbling i had a pastor wash my feet i understand the sentiment of those white people but that's not the action we need now i will say this we don't know that they didn't do more than that it looked like they were marching and have been marching for some things so i i don't want to you know as someone that that saw the clip as well i don't want to demagogue them into they ain't do shit like they just washing feet thinking it's over they could have then went out there and ripped down a confederate statue that's true and and i i do have a question and i i don't know this might be a sexist question i don't know but i'm gonna ask you because uh, i see somebody say in the chat when when did you become comfortable or did it ever bother you about uh feminine products because you know how some men just be able to act, act like act like feminine products is the worst fucking thing in the whole wide world and oh my god you that's nasty me personally yes you i don't think i ever had a thing about it i don't think you did either okay you know i but look man i i say this all the time i don't try to say this shit on some i'm such a good guy okay i'm a man that's just i understand where it's coming from ladies like that's not i don't think that shit at all i just kind of was nerdy and aloof and i just kind of you know read a lot and lucked out um on not being with the wave i think it was more me being not cool okay because i think you're i think being cool i think when you're have a lot of people around you kind of like learn certain shit is cool and okay and i think i was a a sensitive little boy and shit so i just didn't uh learn I, well I, i'm not saying there's a bad thing but i didn't no 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 yeah. it's, it's, it's precious because you know a lot of little boys don't have that luxury they yeah so i don't think i was into the circles of like Ugh, pussy you know and then <laughs> you know and uh, uh vaginas and menstruation no uh, who wants to deal with all that and i don't think i was in the circles of like you know um jack off jokes and all this type of shit you know just it was just i just think that's it i I think i was just socialized a little bit differently because i was just asthmatic and nerdy i think if i would have been able to kick it with the other dudes at that time and been out there all the time i probably would have picked up a lot of that shit just as much as any other dude picks up that shit you know so i have a little bit of like fairness thing in me i don't know if that's the libra talking or what but you know i'm definitely a i'm big on fairness i'm big on like well if you say it this way you gotta say it that way and all that kind of shit so that probably um is another reason i didn't pick that up but i don't know and then i've really never been in a situation where like i've had to do much about uh tampons and whatever stuff you know Mm -hmm. what i mean so I i don't like i don't even know like i don't even think you've ever sent me to the store by myself for that Mm-mm. so i don't even know most time we go we shopping. go together yeah right but so i don't but i mean not that i would be against it i, I mean i probably have to hit you up and be like let me just make sure i'm getting the right thing right brand yes but yeah it's just i don't know i just ain't had that haven't had that experience you know like you was the one that thought the uh, pierce is gross and shit not me so <laughs> <laughs> and, and it's not that 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 grows is, 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 or anything like that. I, I think when we were talking about the the period party, mm-hmm. talking about with Layla, because I, I was thinking about with Layla and things like that. I just think it was my own uh, personal hangups with just the process and how it was introduced to me and things like that. Not the not the products themselves or anything yeah. like that. Yeah, you were probably and you were I'm sure socialized into that. Yes, you know what I mean. So if you have people that 
i don't know socialize you into shit a lot of, if you have, you gotta have empathy for people because a lot of stuff there's a point where your baggage is your baggage okay don't get me wrong but a lot of the baggage it was handed to you and then you start carrying it because someone else told you that's what you were supposed to do and you know there's a lot of shit that at least for me i'm just like i don't want to do the shit that you think i'm supposed to do like you look at me and see see me a certain way that might not be how i see myself and i don't want to do the things just because everybody else is doing them you know so to me it was never like a tampon what i'm gonna do with this like (laughs) get that pad out of here yeah and i'm sure there's a bunch of other shit that i do believe in and now socialize into so whatever uh kim doc says fuck the feet washing fuck the kneeling stop kneeling it's disrespectful and a disgrace George, yeah I, the kneeling thing is so weird because on the one hand it's solidarity with kaepernick and it is the chosen uh, form of protest that he went with but on the other hand that's how george floyd got killed so it's it's like this i thought these protests was for him it's just it's there's a lot going on at once i you know i feel sorry for every person trying to make a statement because there ain't no right statements out there uh george floyd died under a knee what is you taking a knee and looking solemn for the black community do uh especially when you're gonna pepper spray a tear gas to him anyway fucking disgusting and ridiculous yeah i'm more upset about that last part like y'all niggas tear gassing us anyway stop dancing the macarena with us I hear motherfucking unholstering the pepper spray. <laughs> hey, Macarena. Okay, it's, okay. Sun just went down, guys. Shaking <laughs> uh, a can. Right, sun just went down, guys. Let's go ahead and uh, light them up, boys. Like get out of here. I voted yes, Miss Barnes says, because it's hysterical and I'm about all the jokes of life writing themselves. Since I'm Catholic, I will insist that a reverend and priest bless the bottle of Pinot Grigio. I'm bringing before I drink it. Amen. Mm-hmm. <laughs> listen cash in while you can this white guilt is not lasting forever Mm-mm. so i ain't mad at y'all um all right let me oh we, all right gotta go to the next segment all right we do have some voicemails this week 704-557-0186 the voicemail line two minutes or less so you will get cut off hi ron and karen it's allegra um I am 28 minutes into your Black Supremacist episode and you're playing back the first person, um, the white woman who was disgusted. And all I could hear was that chick's voice, the one, the clip you guys play for, um, this is ridiculous. That's what I kept hearing. That's my girl. It was this woman talking about. <laughs> <laughs> not funny but it's also kind of funny (laughs) (laughs) talking about how she's you know disgusted by the actions of the police and LAPD I mean all PD let's just be real but LAPD because I'm from LA that history that Rodney King business is my first introduction like visible introduction to police brutality not to say that I didn't know it existed just to say that as a 20-year-old, seeing that in real time and the subsequent um, results of it, <sighs> I've been through a lot. I've been through a lot in the last 20 years. We've all been through a lot. Anyway, the woman's voice just made me think of Homegirl, and that had to call and tell you guys that I thought that was hilarious. Thanks, and of course, love you too. Bye. Uh, thank you, Allegra. Thank you. That's who should have called in to the LAPD like this is ridiculous cut the crap we are adults <laughs> right 
we will not beat the blacks all right next voicemail hi rod and karen it's michelle um i gotta say i love your last two episodes one roy wood jr is one of my favorite comedians he's from birmingham i was born in birmingham I love him. He is hilarious. Um, I hope he'll be back on before um, the end. Uh oh. Did we lose Michelle? No, did we? Let me see. Uh. Oh, we might. That might have been it. It's Michelle. Hold on. Little uh, JPEG. Oh, okay. No, it just stopped Um, for some reason. The end of the year. There we go. Um, and then also. The Welcome to the Cookout episode. I don't know if you use Canva.com to create that. <laughs> I did. Cookout um, little uh, JPEG. That was hilarious. I loved that whole segment. I don't know if I love Welcome to the Cookout segment more than Black Capitalism, but right now they're tied <laughs> for <laughs> the, the best news segments on the Black Eye Who Tips. And lastly, I just want to say um, thank you guys for making this whole time a little light with um, your um, comedy, and I really appreciate it. Take care. Bye. Uh, thank, thank you, you. Michelle. Uh, we appreciate you. And uh, yeah, uh, it's weird because, uh, like I said, I I wasn't feeling that creative through all this, but I, it's kind of been coming so coming back and it's weird because creative for a podcast is different than like music or art as far as like you know paintings and shit but some of the stuff that does like feel inspirational you know for me is being like okay i'm noticing the trend of articles all these white people doing the bare minimum sometimes more than the bare minimum but doing a lot of stuff because they feel guilty about blackness and stuff right now and they want to help out and wouldn't it be funny if we were combining the cookout idea with these white folks um wanting to you know to like trying to be down and what if and what if we made the idea i know you shouldn't really explain all your jokes but what if you made the idea like anyone gets in you know what i'm saying like the whole thing is any of them can get in even if they're terrible we know they're racist we don't want them in at all it's a fictional thing anyway and with my reputation of just letting people in for the minimum as a joke um i'm like yo what would be funnier than just being like all the racist white people that just Mitt romney hey come on in george w bush come on in and i was like oh and then we could play like a different popular black song that you hear at cookouts and shit for each person and then eventually i was like "Ooh, the songs could like kind of tie into who the person is and that becomes kind of a joke you know it's playing stomp for mitt romney and stuff and it's still off the fly sometimes so because i don't know which ones i'm going to do each time and the song choice is kind of like on the fly but you know i like to think in my mind i was like this is hilarious to me you know and then karen doesn't know until i do the show about the segment and stuff and then you know karen liked it the audience liked it people were you know of course miffed you know on twitter like rod you keep letting these people in and shit but that's the point you know um so i'm just glad that it that a lot of people really resonated with it and honestly man like i feel like at this point in time the calling of that i feel and the calling for the show is to kind of make 
to feel still find some lightness in this yes to still find some humor in this you know i watched uh dave chappelle's 846 uh it's on youtube i think maybe it's on netflix too i watched that the other night and even dave chappelle can't really find the funny in this you know what i mean and that's a dude that you know pretty much laughs at all fucked up things as his method of coping i i you know i've already spoken about some of his stand-up specials and how i feel about them but just in general he couldn't find nothing funny to say like this is not a very funny time these aren't funny things happening um so it, it really does make me feel like we're doing a good job when we can find some funny angle to ca- tackle these same stories that other people are you know you know ripping off their shirts and crying in the streets over mm-hmm. you know to be able to say hey you can still listen to us and still crack a smile and you don't have to feel bad about it you know like you're not coming here and then we're being like if you said you a piece of shit like we're just we're being like you're right this is sad but also it's a little funny you know and i'm glad that it's resonating with people and that they they get it all right jen is our last uh jen from brooklyn hey y'all it's jen from brooklyn hope you're having an amazing weekend i just wanted to call and say hello and thank you for all the episodes this week appreciate y'all as always um what was i going to tell you to y'all oh um number one i would like to formally request that y'all bring justin on this week or soon because we miss him mm-hmm. um and you know I, i'm gonna you know what i'm gonna do is uh i'm 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 gonna go premium I'm yes. gonna get that but i need like karen justin energy like i love that dynamic so <laughs> you know what I'm welcome to the club um request you know what i'm saying um, if he has the capacity. Mm-hmm. Um, also, I watched uh, Dave Chappelle's special. I'm sure y'all are going to talk about it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I thought about y'all the whole time. I thought it was really interesting and powerful. And it's just funny that some, I'll be watching stuff and thinking about y'all because I, I wonder what y'all are thinking about it. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's funny that he talked about Candace Owens because I had never seen her face oh. until like last week. And she was talking about George Floyd's record, and, and Dave Chappelle obviously brought that up. And I was like, "This, uh, I'm not even gonna, I'm not gonna call out her name." But anyway, I love y'all. Hope that y'all having a great week. Um, and yeah, thanks for everything. Bye. Uh, thank Bye-bye. you. So first of all, yeah, I'm definitely. Uh, I was. It's so funny. I was uh, thinking about reaching out to Justin already to be like, "Yo, one of these regular episodes you need to come back because people that aren't behind the paywall they don't get enough of Justin." And uh, you know, um, and we've been able to kind of have people on lately. Uh, you know, more and more guests because uh, everyone's at home. You yeah, know, we see Justin weekly anyway. Yeah, so sometimes I forget that there's a lot of people that you know don't get to kick it with justin and stuff and i think you you know if you can afford it like it's probably best to hear him on the premium side because Mm -hmm. um you know it's just us doing our thing having fun back there but yeah i'll definitely bring them back for the regular show um tomorrow we have uh cory and vernon from living color uh to be on the show you know they're they're big fans and uh that's that's gonna be dope um and then uh the second thing was uh 846 so the main thing i took from 846 is that it's more of a sermon than a comedy special it's not funny on purpose it's there's some jokes to relieve the tension but they're not 
jokes they're not like bits that he wrote and fleshed out i'm not sure he wrote and fleshed out most of it I'm, i think he had a through line in his head of what he wanted to talk about and i think he accomplished that i think dave Chappelle is one of the most uh foremost thoughtful comedians and people um uh, when it comes to uh race in america period um and to see him kind of get to do his thing for 30 so minutes on strictly just the race uh i thought it was brilliant i thought it was uh excellent i thought it was catharsis like for a lot of black people we've been feeling that and you just kind of wish somebody could make sense of it or tell the world this is how we feel right now um i thought he made some great points about you know he's not going to it's ironic because he's giving his point of view in a stand-up special but he's basically saying like my point of view shouldn't trump the view of what's happening in the streets right listen to what the people are saying in the streets don't listen to me i'm happy to be in the back seat and let the kids drive the car they're the ones making the discussion right now you know and he talked about how races touched him the officer who shot um the the guy in walmart that had the toy gun had pulled him over the day before you know that's how small their town is and he said that almost broke the town apart you know and i think with Chappelle, he's very much a, you know we can all get along type of person you know um and uh he's he expressed that when trump won you know i I think he you know i think he does have a fundamental belief or at least seems to of but we can still kind of figure this out and in this special it sounded like he had put that down and said maybe we can't really figure this out or it's not up to someone else will have to figure this out because you know it's more complicated i'm just frustrated right now right all that stuff um so i thought that was uh i thought it was good that being said y'all know how my brain works as i watched it i was like here's where everyone's gonna be upset with him and here's where you know because you got to keep in mind he said some very transphobic jokes and shit over the years so there's a lot of people coming into it with their arms folded looking for the angle to kind of hate it and to tell us why he should shut the fuck up or whatever um which is interesting because it's at a time where he's saying like literally hey i should shut the fuck up when it comes to this this i'm not important but um what i thought was interesting was uh he didn't mention any black women or trans people when he talked about people being killed by the cops now dave Chappelle's not on twitter Mm -mm. so twitter is the main place i see that fight of if you bring up george floyd but you're not bringing up brianna taylor that says you don't care about black women and that may be the reality for twitter i don't know that that fight has made it offline in a way that i don't think it has yet has you know and it may though but it has i don't think it has yet Mm -mm. in a way that it pierces the average person i think the average person still thinks of murders from the cops as a thing that happens to black men and not really anyone else correct um that's obviously not fair that's mm-hmm. not right that that you know um and it's done this thing um and i guess we can talk about it since we're on the podcast and i can say it in context but it's done this thing that's really cynically fucked fucked us all up you know the gender wars between black men and women and and of course you know when you bring in like trans uh people and and their experiences it's done this thing where it's almost like people are making teams and sides and it's like a weird version of the uh of a stock market or something almost where 
you invest in certain people's deaths this is so morbid to me and it's, it's why i don't want to participate in it in that type of way where i'm going because they're no all victims well not just that but they're all victims of police cr- killing us yes so to me it's us it's black people period there's not a favorite or least favorite within that i understand there's privileges within that yes there's hierarchy in that but i you know i remember a long time ago we were talking about uh alton sterling i believe he was killed and people brought someone brought up how he was uh convicted of uh sexual assault of a minor or something at one point and i'm like i i can i can hold both of those things at the same time that that's terrible and he should not have done that and that's you know maybe i would never want to be around an alton sterling in my life but at the same time i have to hold that the cops killed that man in cold blood right right that's not okay justify him dying like that right and i think that's what a lot of people lose that shit when they go on Mm -hmm. social media and fight about it all day where they really are like if you can't spout off the names of certain people then you don't care that the cops killed them right and i think that's a horrible horrible um assumption i think that's a horrible assumption and one of the reasons i think it's horrible is because it's so easy to to perpetrate Mm -hmm. so now you really do have people substituting in they don't actually give a fuck but i learned three names and now i can spout them off the top of my head so that means i give a fuck but that doesn't really mean you give a fuck Mm-mm. just because you know rakisha boy just because you know sandra bland you know um just because you know uh uh brianna taylor that doesn't necessarily mean like because i care so much about black women and blah 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 you know so it's very and i think the whole thing has become so performative i think even saying people's names as hashtags and shit like that has become very performative it's as performative as these companies saying black lives matter and you know they don't actually give a fuck Mm -mm. you know so it's just a it's just a complicated ugly feeling that i have when it comes to these you didn't say this person or you did say that person and oh you picked this type of victim you know and i think we start aligning behind them in a in a in a way that's like they're celebrities or something you know what i mean like oh i'm riding with tony mcdade like like this is the tony mcdade high and all i keep thinking is they fucking killed this person this is not a thing for us to identify around and fight out with each other like it's beyonce versus rihanna like this is this is all fucked up you know what i mean like mm-hmm. so being like i'm riding for this team when you're like looking at the gofundme amounts and measuring them to each other this is death you know what i mean this is death no money's not gonna bring them back and no amount of money and 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 if if brianna taylor's gofundme beats george floyd what does it mean it doesn't mean shit for any of us you know like 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 it's 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 all bad shit you know so i've i've been trying to avoid it but i knew when i watched that 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 would be people well you didn't say brianna taylor i'm like it, it don't matter if he would have said tony mcday i would say well that's a trans person why would he even say that name you know like you don't fuck with him and you don't like him and you're gonna nitpick his shit and that's anyway. and that's fine and you have you have right. you have the right to do that but it doesn't make but you know and then the the other thing too is there's really not anymore a space for people to evolve and be educated amongst people like them right because we're all sharing everything on the internet you know and so 
if you're gonna understand that white people are fucked up men are fucked up straight people are fucked up all this shit there's gonna be some learning education and unlearning they're gonna need to go through right Mm -hmm. and where a lot of this stuff happens is in front of everybody and it's everyone nitpicking every single step of it right Mm -hmm. so i think dave Chappelle comes from a time and a place and a mentality of black men is like that's what he cares about black men that doesn't mean he cares about no one else but he's like i have a black straight male perspective and that's the only one i'm interested in advocating for and um he may feel empathy for certain peoples and our identities and shit but he ain't never gonna say that their oppression is worse than his and he's never gonna and he sees everything through the lens of his personal oppression and his group's oppression black men right so like most people do right i think he's at this point we now have what 10 20 years of him doing that we don't have any fucking reason to say this time on the 19th stand-up special he's gonna advocate for trans people he's gonna only be able to advocate for them in the ways that he feels race relates to them period so if he sees trans in his mind as a white privilege thing he will never cross that fucking line in his mind to be like well maybe it's not that you know like he he's gonna always see it as that that's the reason this is in the news because white men want to be women he's gonna always do that um the problem for him is that so many people have like what he does they know he's talented they want him and he is capable of it they would love for him to advocate for them yes i still feel like that alphabet mafia bit he did a couple years ago or last year was brilliant like like summed up so many issues within the lgbtq community where he's not even part of his community and he's able to be like hey y'all don't treat everyone in the community the same y'all you know y'all don't really respect the trans people in your community y'all really you know y'all don't treat the the bi bi people in the community it's basically the gays and the lesbians up front and the kids in the back and the trans people outside the car just trying to get in the blah 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 great it's a great bit I'm, i'm not doing it justice but the fact that it came from him is at once surprising but also has to be fucking frustrating because it's like so you can understand on some level mm-hmm. you you see these things but then you refuse to to take it to the next level and because of his own dogma he believes that he you know he's he, i'm some type of joke samurai you know it's all about the joke you know but that's not true he did this whole special without making any jokes it's barely any jokes in this shit you know so like you can be serious when you think the time is right for seriousness you just don't think issues of gender sexuality and stuff you don't think that's serious you think that's jokes for you in your opinion now that maybe because you haven't lived that life whatever but that's jokes but watching george floyd get a knee put on him made you give us 27 minutes of hardcore commentary with a couple jokes sprinkled in um and i think that that's who he always is gonna be that's probably who he always is and maybe he'll prove me wrong and change but i can't see him coming around yeah and i I lot for people to change like you know i I give them the opportunity you can always change until you leave this earth you always have yeah you're you're right but i think at some point i be a fool to 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 keep expecting it yeah yeah now now something how i I have to see for myself yeah but you know if you are willing to take that step it will it's up to you i'm not gonna push or force you to it's completely up to you you want him on your side because he's like the hulk he's like superman he people will listen to him hopefully he will make the joke and change the culture to one of acceptance you know that's what you're hoping for 
and he won't do it because he knows that he he refuses to accept that mantle of responsibility on what he does it's like why i'm just the dick joke fart joke guy leave me alone but he has some iconic bits that when when george floyd died people were playing the clip from killing killing him softly sprinkle some crack on this nigga that so so he does things that resonate forever Mm mm-hmm you know so it's frustrating he's a frustrating guy for a lot of woke people you know they want him to do what he did yesterday but you know sprinkle (laughs) sprinkle some other uh marginalized identities on it and then they will be cool with it you know and and to a certain extent some of them are invested in not liking him but for 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 people that aren't invested who really you know i think the same thing of jk rowling jk rowling is transphobic she's never gonna not be transphobic in my opinion i, I can't because too many people have made the argument right like what what is you think there's something dave Chappelle hadn't heard you think there's something jk rowling hadn't heard they just need to hear it the right way this is who they are this is what they believe they won't come but so far to your side right but with like a jk rowling i think a lot of those people are frustrated right because they invested in her right they invested in her harry potter stuff right they they made an identity of this they got mm-hmm. fucking the slytherin tattoos and mm-hmm. you know they started all these like podcasts and groups yeah, and spend, watch spending and money up. all over the world going to these places that are harry potter themed yes so when you invest in somebody you want an investment back but that's the thing it's one of the reasons i'm so glad i i just never put the celebrities on this type of feeling like it's a relationship because they literally don't know me they don't owe me shit there's no promise of them to be a good person Mm -hmm. there's no promise that because they have a lot of my money that they have to care about my life but a lot of people can't shake that they fundamentally believe if i give you money and time or whatever you're supposed to care about me and maybe maybe that's our entitlement maybe there's some other things we need to figure out Mm -hmm. but that's what happens with these people like a Chappelle, a jk rowling we're upset they're not reflecting us back at us but they were never that they were mm-hmm. always a flashlight they were reflecting themselves at us right and we, right. And we looked for ourselves and what they were putting out but they they're not actually taking in us and then going mm-hmm. let me let me regurgitate your opinions back to you they're not no, doing that right you know so for me personally man i i i've I've been you know i feel like i say this every special he does and a bunch of other shit i listen to but i've long been able to be like i don't feel any moral obligation or attachment to somebody's art no so i can find it good while also going yeah it's fucked up i can uh find it terrible while saying oh yeah this i actually agree with everything bill maher saying right now in the stand-up special i think his shit is whack it's not funny to me Mm-mm. you know what i mean like and and that's not a uh that's not about not liking bill maher either just literally the motherfucker says for an hour and 10 minutes everything i agree with i'm like yep mm-hmm, that is how they be and i can't laugh because it ain't funny right right and then i have somebody else sit up there and make a bunch say a bunch of shit uh what's that motherfucker's name not patrice o'neill i can't remember his name god he's on black jesus uh, that nigga yes he makes horrible misogynistic terrible jokes and i and he's funny as shit to me robert Rob, um robin harris yes that's a bunch one. of shit i don't agree with Mm-mm. cried tears i asthma attack laughter you know so it's it's just i don't know if i'm one of the only people like that or yeah. if i'm one of the only people I, that'll just fucking admit it is it right <laughs> right I mean? right you'll admit it 
i don't know which it is either way like i i don't leave those um i don't leave those situations and feel like oh my god i've sinned or you know i need to justify this no i thought the Chappelle special was really poignant really good not very funny and every problem that people say they have with it yeah they those problems exist in the work he's is 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 misogynistic as any of his other work this is uh this one's not necessarily transphobic but i heard that he made jokes about uh don lemon sexuality but it was taken out or he took it out or edited it out to which in a way i'm like i mean y'all should take that one as a win i don't even know why they would take that as a because i saw sarah spain being like yes uh you know he still can't get over this i'm like well if he didn't put it in a special then maybe y'all won like maybe you got him to shut the fuck up about something for once take the win you know sure it would be better if he never said it at all and you but you didn't see it It wasn't in special maybe someone got to him and said is this really going to be helpful for what the point you're making are we going to end up in another conversation about your transphobia homophobia right you know so just take the win y'all got him to do something you wanted him to do but i think when you hate the dude or you don't like him or you really low-key love him and want him to come around you you ain't you just mad he didn't come to your side all the way right and they're not obligated to yeah so anyway i i thought it was great poignant all that shit but yeah uh and then uh, and okay this is the last thing i'll say um say whatever you want to i i'm i'm you know i'm i'm totally fine being seen as uh still having some misogynist issues and shit i'm a human being i'm born in america i'm a man all that shit but um i am never gonna play batman with shit like uh he said candace owens pussy stinks and he called laura ingraham a cunt i i don't know why the fuck liberal people always feel like they need to jump in front of that bullet but no let let them fry cook them i don't care like i don't know why everybody feel like you have to care about that shit you know i saw somebody wrote a piece about that oh you know i would you should never have to stoop to that level i'm like why did you even watch this special like there's literally no reason to think dave Chappelle wouldn't call candace owens what he called her what the fuck like fuck them like these candace owens made a video about how george floyd deserved to die because he's no hero he's done crime in the past her own conservative black people said that was too far and we're worried about dave Chappelle calling that coon a coon like come on man when are we gonna ah anyway sometimes you just gotta let the shit go lauren ingram getting called a cunt is not my fucking heel to die on Mm-mm. guys we should never call women a cunt. get the fuck get she's a cunt bye peace yeah i guess i'm a bad person now uh you know i guess i'm so bad it's almost like i told lebron to shut up and dribble and uh said drew Brees made great points right well i said george floyd needs to die i guess you're gonna have to just deal with the degrees of badness right and apparently to me that to me that's very low on the bad factor is calling those evil motherfuckers bitches and cunts and hoes and shit i don't care i don't care and i don't have to care same way that i'm a fat person people fry jason whitlock for being fat i have never once been like well you know guys it's really unfair as a fat person no no jason whitlock y'all go ahead be be go ahead and fat shame him i don't care i don't care if i catch a stray then i'll just take the stray for y'all because honestly it's a better world when we're all recognizing that dude's a piece of shit and i know (laughs) you could be a better person and all this stuff but don't ever let me catch you saying some shit about how um 
Dave Chappelle shouldn't have went that low. And then also mocking Michelle Obama when she told you when they go low, we go high. Come on. Then what the fuck are you talking about? Because that's as high as you can get. Well, we're not going to talk bad about Candace Owens' hair. Well, then don't say nothing bad about Michelle. Right? You don't have to defend these horrible fucking people. You know, just so you can morally dunk on everybody. Those those people are pieces of shit, man. And I, like, there has to be a line somewhere. That's That's fucking mine. Like, you sitting out here literally advocating for innocent black people to get killed by the cops and making excuses for the shit. And I'm supposed to be like, yeah, but you didn't need to say she was a bitch. Get out of here. <laughs> you know? Well, we don't have to call Terry Crews a coon. Okay. All right. Um, all right. Well, you don't have to. But somebody will feel compelled to do so. I guess they will. Somebody. And you know what else you didn't have to? You didn't have to write that Dave Chappelle shouldn't have did it. You didn't have to do, no one has to do anything. Mm-hmm. I can just look at it and go on by my life. Yeah. I, y'all do that a lot of shit, y'all. Right. So judge away then. I'll be judged for that one. I'll, I'll take it. Uh, anyway, kind of is a white man's word. That's not even, I'm not saying no yeah, black yeah, women that's, get offended that's by actually that. actually a but, funny word to me. I know that, yeah. you know, I know that sounds funny because I didn't grow up with cut. So, at first i was like what is offensive by it i think you gotta know some white people to really get offended right by it. like i didn't know it was a thing until uh what was that shit i didn't know it was a thing either deadwood deadwood was when i was like oh cunt that's is that bad like i was in a room full of white people yeah. they was group watching it i was like why is everyone uh why is all the white women so upset right now they're like oh that's a bad word i was like what does it mean that was my <laughs> next question what the hell it mean <laughs> like, I, like I, I don't know maybe maybe if you grow up around a lot of white people it fucks with you but right because I, I was like i've never heard what what yeah. what am I, I, I then i was like am i supposed to be offended and then yeah. i was just playing i was like Psh, i'm not offended by that shit they really could have made inserted any dr seuss word and i would not have understood Mm-mm. like they she's had to a, explain that to me too she's a flippity bibbit i was like mm, mm. why is everyone so upset i don't get it okay i guess i guess don't say flippity bibbit around white women what is anyway all right uh we got some emails miss marty kins writing in you guys are such an inspiration you are the sounds of blackness needed i live so far away from home and the only real-time images i see of blackness are protests and black bodies so glad you do what you do i had to work until 3 45 a.m over here and y'all were live on your podcast and y'all really helped folks out thank you Aww. i did not know i be forgetting we'll be in other time zones mm-hmm. so you out there like wonga you and tomorrow is uh sunday where you at i'm listening to the back catalog and catching up and your thoughts on corporate america hit me you hear me this is just an appreciation email no real commentary mimi miss 1ko uh the lady who came to the live show with one good leg oh that was you thank you sis thank you baby p.s your ig cooking pics are about to have me out here cooking and losing weight lol keep it up well you know i try to cook a little bit you know appreciate you uh checking them out uh all right we got one more this is from c4 c who said uh wait not c4 cash Cass always Ugh, i'm sorry with these names y'all my bad hey rod and karen i'm glad y'all talked about the gray areas of the push to defund the police i admitted earlier this week that i was a bit confused because a lot of folks conflating defund with abolish including abolitionists who insist that to state defund does not mean get rid of law enforcement and appropriation of abolition work i was also confused by why so many took offense to saying that people saying that they were confused many people were activated for the first time three weeks ago i doubt in people's exhaustion and rage they freshen up on law enforcement theory right yeah it's also crazy because my favorite insult now is telling someone to read a book that you know they're not gonna be able to read that book by the next tweet so 
like maybe slow down and explain the concept of the book to them or stop fucking talking about the shit and getting the attitude with everybody then ignore the person that doesn't understand like right i do that sometimes i'll tweet something out somebody will ask some basic ass question and i know that either i'm gonna get an attitude with them or i'm gonna come off smarmy and smart so i just ignore the fucking i'm like okay you know it happens yeah you don't have to engage with everybody you know mute them if you have to i I mean we're human i go you can't do that with everybody but some of these motherfuckers spend more time arguing over the shit than 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 explaining what it means correct i'm for defunding the police as i understand it and as you both explained it i'm frustrated that the abolition advocates perceive questions about the logical endpoint of abolition as a opposition to the idea it comes off as a distrust of the very people we're fighting for to be able to take in the uncertainty of no policing or lack of accountability structure for what it's worth i could be convinced that the uncertainty may be worth it but the deflecting from the obvious questions feels so reminiscent of, and patern- of paternalistic we know what's best for you white folks coming in to black communities to sell a dream that may cost more than it gives yes agreed agreed and and, and i feel the the way that that you feel uh it's one of those things where if we're gonna talk about it talk about it if you're not gonna talk about it just keep doing your thing and people will keep ignoring you if you want your message out there you've got to explain your message you can't be like here's my message well then i have a few questions about your message well bitch you don't believe me you don't support my, uh, what, <laughs> what i don't even know what you stand for right how how can i offend be offended and, and not support something that i don't know what you do and keep in mind we've been here before like this was like when people were suggesting prison and rehab for everybody this is a similar movement hey this will fix everything this will we know what to do and it was black people telling us that it wasn't some white people from coming down from the mountain we pitched the idea to white people that were empowered to say do these things for us or else we won't vote for you anymore this is what happened in the past so show me that this won't be that right so now you don't want to hear no questions move with all speed towards whatever the fuck theoretical ideas we have and if you ask questions you don't care about black people you know so i get i get why people feel frustrated man right and it's a turn off and then they be like well fuck it then and you well you just don't care no i don't care because you won't take the time to explain Mm-hmm. one thing i've been thinking about is the moralization of black folk strategies for liberation y'all have touched on many strategies what we know is respectability politics in the late 1800s self-determination prosperity divestment in the early 1900s to nonviolent civil disobedience in the 1960s to self-defense in the 1960s and 70s integration assimilation and all the other strategies during those times and thereafter yeah and i'd even say the respectability stretched into the uh 1900s shit mm-hmm. ida b wells and and all them uh they was frederick douglas was talking about needing to dress and look a certain way too as much as we quote them and love them man like they were th- that meant something different <laughs> times was different <laughs> like it's different like you might uh, putting on a suit means a lot when they say a negro will never be able to put on a suit you know it means it meant something different yes sir uh for some reason there seems to be a string of moralism put on all of them the a- the actual objective how can we get them to stop killing us and treating us like human and start treating us like human beings is conflated with the popular strategy of the day yes as many as as much as many of the younger activists today reject a lot of strategies of previous generations and elders themselves there still there seems to still be this need to moralize strategy yes defund slash abolish seems as much as a purity test as its potential policy mm 
it's like there's this belief that the black people of your didn't care as much or weren't radical enough because their strategy didn't work that's not accurate or fair right i mean why did they kill these niggas like that's another whenever they say stuff like yeah you know martin luther king he was just an integrationist and look what integration's done i'm like got him killed if it was so just not revolutionary and that's what white people wanted they have no problem with it why is he dead why did the fbi try to destroy him why is he dead it's a all this shit is a threat uh but maybe there's resentment because the strategies are sold as a kind of moral base basis of black resistance when resistance itself is justified given the history of black people in america it worries me that folks would prefer to moralize defund slash abolish precisely because we don't know what to expect like past strategies there is a known slash known unknown of just how evil insidious white supremacy is such that the strategy backfires it's the corrupt the wish factor of black life in america that is always on time i don't mind trying something new but i just wish we give ourselves a grace to say it's another strategy it may not work but we're worth but it we're worth trying something different yes I, and i agree but I, but the thing is because of the age we live in and because online and social media pressures all that stuff if you admit that you would have to admit that it's not perfect and nobody yeah. wants to admit that whatever they're suggesting has flaws no matter what system you have is going to have flaws no matter what system you have people aren't going to agree with it no matter what system you have people are going to fall through the cracks no matter what system you have you, you know no matter what you put in place there's going to be something that is not perfect and because they if you start getting to the nuance like that they would have to admit that this system is not perfect which most people will be like okay cool and most people will roll with you on that but because a lot of them spend so much time online arguing with people about the shit they don't actually want to talk to the people that are actually on their sides the 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 non-social media people that actually are asking questions that can actually raise money help you get these things you want in place the people that actually vote the people that are actually out there that are on the streets you have to if you want this movement to go forward you've got to have real life moving people and everybody can't tweet everybody just can't Twitter can't be your thing. Facebook can't be your thing. You can do that, but you actually got to ha- have a disconnect and have some people out here that's able to explain and able to uh, help other people understand. Because if I understand, I can go to my family members and get them to understand. And then they can get them to understand. But if I'm asking you the source of this because you're presenting this radical idea and, the fr- and your first response is to get o- offended and angry, how can you expect it to grow? yeah i think also like you have to accept that your answers might not work for everybody and that some answers you don't have you don't have Mm -mm. you know i think also when you're presenting an idea like this people want you to have all the answers already fleshed out and in a lot of cases like i actually don't know right you know i don't know what we do with this situation i don't know how we fix that um you know people like one of their big things to say like have police ever helped in a situation where they're called have they ever made anything better and then they're never ready for you to be like actually yes, yes. a couple times i have dealt with police and they've made a situation better mm-hmm. they don't want like they they're expecting you to be like they came and they killed my uncle or some shit when it's like you know there was a fucking white girl drunk as shit knocking on our porch door and the police came and fucking uh you know got her off of the porch and then ended up um you know help taking her to her friend's house mm-hmm i mean I, they didn't show up and kill anybody they didn't make it worse or whatever and i i mean they made it better for me because i'm worried some dead white girl gonna be found on my porch and now i'm going to prison like bigger Co- thomas but um come on. 
but you know the, the, the maybe they helped me when my my car had an issue or some mm-hmm. shit like yeah David, this I, is not uh and that's not a um a defense of the police it's just we're recognizing the uh complicated issue of all these roles police play maybe they shouldn't yes. even be the people to do both of those things triple a can come fix my car uh, uh maybe there's some mental health service that can come get this girl off my porch i don't you know what i'm saying so this isn't me being like uh because we love the police it's just to admit that 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 maybe it's not as black and white for everyone in the way that you're thinking and so maybe you know um maybe there's there's like some 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 area in between to work with people rather than to just kind of shame them for for being like i'm not 100 percent sold on all this mm-hmm. you know and, and like i said you don't have to have all the answers so just tell a nigga you don't know i don't know and 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 most people <laughs> would be like okay yeah what are we gonna do for restraining orders i actually don't know what we're gonna do about restraining orders i know that they don't really work that great anyway so you know i i don't you know but i also don't know what we'll do in the new world we're imagining you know because whatever they imagine up everyone's not gonna agree on the imagining thing anyway Mm-mm. you have to accept like this is the thing when you're able to be in charge and have this seat at the table you're gonna have to accept the criticism and consequences of you being at the table and if in this world you know one of the things that can continually happen to people is um a lot of abuse and stuff because we don't even have a place to put somebody then you're gonna have to be the one to bear the brunt of that criticism that's the same way the system now bears the brunt of those criticisms right like it just is what it is so. yeah and and not all but a lot of people that that, that people are arguing with online about this shit some of them don't even know themselves that right. like i'm just keeping it real like there are some people that are really educated that are actually trying to help but a lot of them don't they 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 pick their side and be be a defund or, 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 or right. abolish and they're just running with it there's a lot of people a lot of them haven't even read this shit right uneducated and they yeah. don't know and and for a lot of them they can't explain because they don't know themselves yeah go read a book like if you read the book, the book that you ain't read right you you wrote the thread trying to explain to everybody so if you read the book maybe try to break down what it is yeah like, and, you know and also for a lot of this stuff like you say it's really cool to put stuff online when it's in theory yeah but when it's called when it's accountability that shit changes well hopefully we'll see that man i hope i think some places are going to try minneapolis it looks like they're going to try some mm-hmm. things and, and if it if it looks good there's a lot of pressure on those people but if they figure something out um maybe something good will come of this because what i don't some of these other solutions i've seen proposed i definitely not fucking you know privatized police and shit i'm not fucking with that that's Mm-mm. terrible yes that that's that should immediately that's a that should be illegal even right you know what i mean so it, we'll see what happens i i do understand the short the misgivings and shortcomings of this system and why that needs to change you know and i think that's why you see more people hopping on defund and abolish because defund actually seems to have more answers Mm-hmm. abolish seems to have less it's like it's so simple that it's it leaves the least amount of answers and people are oh you don't got no answers well right. we gonna defund then abolish we just don't have no police okay so what happens to the racist right. ass people that are police right now as they go back into the community right. and can do whatever the fuck they want and the answer is i said abolish okay bitch right. okay i right. understand you said abolish <laughs> can we give me something i said i said what i said let's abolish it right. you're still not asking the question if we abolish it bad things will stop happening you know so we'll see 
uh anyway guys the last thing is anyways those are my rambling thoughts thanks for all you do cash always thank you cash you gave us a lot to think about yes thank you and talk about and then of course we also got a um a letter mm-hmm. in the mail um, gifts 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 more gifts more gifts mm-hmm. uh we got this letter i'm trying to see if it says who it's from does it say uh, it on the envelope oh becca okay it did say on the envelope to rod and karen i've cried every day since this asshole chauvin chauvin sorry jail uh and his coward cop buddies killed george floyd it's been passive prior to this i didn't expose myself to the stories i saw the black lives matter movement on the news and i refuse to believe that message i wanted to believe we were better than they said of course i felt sad and uh let's see i guess angry for trayvon and tamir and so many others but i did nothing i didn't speak on it i didn't engage interview i didn't engage in viewing actions around it i started to realize the gravity when this racist fuckboy uh ray uh i forget his name yeah he killed samuel du bois um outside of clifton and cincy uh he he killed that man who just tried to protect his rights as an american and to not be unlawfully detained i saw the video i listened to his family i spoke out on social media this was a super passive approach after what i've seen these last few days i realized i needed to take better action so i committed myself to patronize more black owned businesses where i can listen your girl still needs amazon but there are a lot of things i can get from these smaller businesses y'all are the first of many i've been listening to the free shows off and on for about a year now i won't take in enough content to describe the premium and i still got to be smart but i have wanted to contribute i recently paid off a lot of debt pocket money has been available and i think supporting y'all is a good way to spend it keep your commentary going it's showing me things i've never considered i think you all uh take a good approach to these topics uh i love that the commentary is real but you also manage to find humor in these topics i appreciate that about your show it helped me see a different point of view without making me feel like a piece of shit with a white with uh with white guilt although trust me i still feel it watching some of these protests riot videos and what the cops are doing on live and still don't care um and they still don't care i want you and the communities of color to thrive i hope my commitment will help please accept this $40 donation for your entertainment company i'm sending in my first tithe it won't be my last feel free to share this with our friends if you want uh well, the friends that you want this isn't about getting credit or points i needed to express myself and start to do better thank you for allowing me to do so and for all your hard work god bless becca thank you becca thank you and uh yeah we're gonna use this 20 dollars on something okay um I'll make sure the lights all this down, you know, coronavirus. You know, gotta be careful out here. Dumb person towards you, coronavirus. But, uh, nah, thank you for real. Uh, yes. that's dope. You know, I'm glad that, uh, our podcast reached you in that way. And, uh, it's dope that you're gonna be supporting, uh, black businesses and stuff out there. Hopefully, um, you know, this is not something that you just, uh, stop, you know, at some point. Hopefully you, uh, continue to do this. Uh, and i don't mean stop for us i mean just in general for mm-hmm. other people you know i think that's very admirable i know a lot of people are trying to find ways to help and trying to find tangible ways to um do things that make them feel somewhat better you know helpful y- yes. and uh 
you know you're not alone in that you know a lot mm-hmm. of people feel that way i know black people that are like i'm only buying stuff from black people now um yeah i go i've i've gone uh I, i've gone more out of my way than ever knowing that a lot of black people didn't get a lot of money due to them mm-hmm. with all the loans and all that shit they got skipped mm-hmm. so a lot of times when i'm on social media and i see people like post these lists i'll actually go in it's a dude out in seattle he sells uh spices and stuff at, at, at that piker's peak mark mm-hmm. out there and uh i got some some honey hot sauce from him mm-hmm. and it is absolutely delicious i put that shit on some pizza i'm probably gonna order some more stuff and uh when i see stuff like that i know i've ordered like barbecue sauce from black people and things like that like i actually will purchase stuff from them because you know you see these things you know for us it's hard for us to get our names out there a lot of time, with the internet it takes things that normally was to the community and make it wider spread so you know i will pay you know i probably have to pay a little bit more because i'm paying for the shipping to get here to charlotte and things like that but i'm willing to pay it when i have it just so i can just show support to black people and sometimes that means you have to pay more and i understand we live in a society where everybody wants everything to be amazon price but bitch everything can't be amazon price i'm sorry yeah they say you know check on your black friends right now and i've been saying for a while write a check on your black friends okay just write a check to us dear black friends this amount of money that's what we want so you know don't don't just check on them write a check on them okay and uh we appreciate the checks okay we are out here i'm listen they writing about us in these uh oh that's what i meant to talk about we got written about a couple times let me uh give give me a second but they're writing about us now on all these lists of people that want to like make sure black people get uh credit for these podcasts and shit yeah you know people reaching out to us credits do and uh you know what i will accept every last white guilt uh click mm-hmm. every last white guilt listen because i don't know when this shit is gonna mm-hmm. end you know white we, guilt we... is not the most reliable form of support nope because the second it's offended it leaves yeah so you know you can always opt out so yeah there's one on backtracks fm it's a six minute read article but uh backtracks fm um and it's called amplifying black voices in podcasts comedy um i will uh share this um in the chat for you guys and i'll try to remember to put a link in the um show notes for people because i think it always helps when they feature us and then we click on the things and we was at the top of this page y'all hey here are nine black led podcasts using their humor to make quite a splash and the blackout tells the blackout tells puts a great spin on deep issues by infusing podcasts with a heavy dose of hilarious comedy rod and karen morrow provide a witty and humorous black voices to politics current events and pop culture to create a space of empathy inclusion and a lot of laughter regularly featured on news outlets consistently trending on the podcast comedy charts rod and karen are a refreshing dose of quality daily content well worth a listen um so yeah um that, that that's dope and they have other writing and raving with yamanika mm-hmm. uh best friends with nicole Byer and shazir shamada the read of course uh small doses with amanda seals the daily show with trevor noah horrible decisions i know a lot of our fans we share with them brilliant idiots charlemagne the god andrew schultz mm-hmm. y'all's faves sibling rivalry um is uh bob the drag queen and monet monet exchange so you know they 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 definitely uh you know gave us a big shout out in uh in uh backtracks fm so we appreciate that yay 
and then the other one um we actually got interviewed for their podcast in addition to um them writing about us but let me see if i can uh find the link because i know i saved it um but uh yeah they yeah uh they they wrote about us man why can't i find this link i know i saved it you know what i'll just search the tag but um yeah we we also have uh um some yeah black lives matter six podcast featuring black voice voice voices is on verbal v-u-r-b-l and they interviewed us on their podcast as well so you know hopefully that means that uh we'll be able to plug the interview soon yes and uh i'll put that in the uh, chat as well you guys can check out that link um yeah miss smart yeah we're the only <laughs> truly independent non-tv famous on the list look at that yeah that's pretty much every list um <laughs> uh, i shouldn't say every list that's not true but a lot of lists we do be the one um but yeah uh verbal uh did one and they they shouted out six podcasts we were the last one on this one okay black talk radio network new black media for the new millennium they've been doing podcasts since forever since 2008 it seems uh fuck work but i'm gonna go <laughs> i've never heard of this That's podcast a name. i might subscribe to that one and it's f no you so fck fuck work but i'm gonna go i'm about to get that one right now yeah two hr professor professionals and um a comedian and they all talk about work stuff and jokes three black geeks podcast we met them them. we met them at uh i think negro con Mm -hmm. uh therapy for black girls everyone knows this one i feel like you know two dope queens um are they still doing shows who knows you say yeah. how, how you spell it f-c-k f-c-k work but i'ma go okay. thank you no problem uh reveal oh that's a great podcast the reveal podcast they they talk about race all this stuff andy klein put me onto that one and then lastly us the blackout tips and i think they kind of copied and paste from this other thing that i think they did if not whoever wrote this is a big fan of the show because they even knew to call me different names throughout the thing which only fans running, know yeah running joke yeah i think tv tropes had uh something like written about us um like this let me see if this is the same thing i i, I forgot to check this out to see if uh, they just copied and pasted it um but uh um let's see now that first of all someone has updated this this is long as shit um but nah no they didn't copy and paste so i guess a real fan fucking wrote this recap thing because they was they they called me rod and rodney and uh ron and joke ron so or they could just be terrible at their job and just they 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 Mm -hmm. thought they were saying rod but it seems on purpose i think it's on purpose too because i read that one it's on purpose yeah so that was cool man um 
uh matter of fact i'll read some of this on the news video games entertainment news crazy stories are all on the agenda for the black autistics rod and karen present their daily podcast the humorous name is a carryover from the myspace blog that robert once had and it was retained because it still strikes him as funny the pair covers serious topics like racism and other atrocities but as rod says we're never gonna let it break us the host rodney and karen morrow are 40 years 40 something years uh old married couple from charlotte nc who have produced over 1900 episodes of their award-winning podcast that is on the top 100 comedy podcast on stitcher and is the number one comedy show on podomatic they started doing the podcast as a full-time gig after robert lost his job they credit <laughs> they credit to their long-term success to hard work and frequency each episode can exceed two hours in length in addition to their busy podcast and schedule they are frequent guests on other podcasts and internet shows such as where's my 40 acres making podcasts great again the evening jones and sanity check and three guys on uh they contribute to podcasting panels and have even held their own podcasting event the guests rod and karen are joined by frequent guests who added to who add to the discussion some of the past guests have included nick and reggie of the what's the tea podcast jamel hill podcasters keith and Hilda from keith and the girl journalist comedian activist elon james white comedian roy wood jr adult film star sarah J, espn contributor bomondi jones rapper singer fonte coleman comedian writer ray sani comedian jamel janelle james poet author bossy ickby and nba shooting guard anthony Marr, among others why you have to listen ron and karen together uh, since uh, uh, uh. together since they were 16 genuinely love and care for each other which makes their conversation real lively and engaging they don't spend much time talking about their relationship but it is clear that they have they have they are best friends who respect and enjoy each other they are christian but don't preach as they deliver <laughs> maybe one of us but don't <laughs> don't preach as they deliver an amusing presentation laced with profanity and racial epithets that emphasizes the importance <laughs> of finding joy in life the conversations are loaded with black culture references that make their broadcast relevant to an uh, ethnic uh, audience uh, uh, and interesting to anyone receptive to hearing great comedy and different perspectives uh and it suggested some people listen to certain episodes 20 uh, uh, 2111 banana republican 2109 the doors of the church are closed and 2102 gun porn gun prom gun prom um, I was at gunpoint. I was like, well, I, I can see us coming up with a name like that. Yeah. These six <laughs> podcast reviews, uh, then they kind of recap it up. So yeah, that, like, that's cool. You know what I mean? So thank you for them for writing about us and uh, we'll make sure to, uh, put those links in the show notes for everybody. Mm-hmm. And tomorrow morning, I believe at 10 a.m., we're going to have, um, uh, Vernon and Corey from the band Living Color, uh, on as our guest and um it's gonna be a good time man you know they they're big fans of the show and they're funny mm-hmm. and um you know all, all that good stuff so um i see i forget to make the google calendar alert for it but i will figure that out okay yes, yes sir that's gonna happen that that is on me uh but yes yeah, so, uh that's it for today uh thank you guys for listening uh we appreciate it um yeah 10 a.m sunday yep yep so we're good yep we're gonna do it tomorrow i'll make sure to send them the invite tonight all right y'all see you guys in the morning for those who listen live and uh listen later and stuff uh, we'll you'll we'll see you listen to us whenever you do until next time i love you i love you too Mwah. Mwah.